You know, Fat Chris won't be with us on Friday. Are you aware of that? I heard. Yeah. That's because we come last. Nice going, Allison. Oh, you silly person, you, Allison. 560 WQAM presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, dial 567 Neil. 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 You American, you have right to vote. Who you vote president? John McCain? John McCain too old. John McCain like Bush. This music scary. John McCain scary. You vote Barack Obama? Barack Obama no experience. Barack Obama weird name. This music scary too. Barack Obama scary. You vote JoJo. JoJo good. Like this music. JoJo fix things. JoJo fix economy. Everybody have job. JoJo fix war. No more war. JoJo fix health care. Everybody have insurance. JoJo fix environment. Candidates promise but not do. JoJo do. How JoJo do? JoJo not say, but you believe JoJo because you won't believe JoJo. Time for change. Not Obama. Not McCain. JoJo. JoJo fix everything. Make everything good. Not promise. JoJo do. Really. November, vote JoJo president. JoJo fix things. I JoJo. I approve methods. Okay, you got my vote, JoJo. Yo, yo, JoJo. 1002 at 560 WQM. So we're getting shafted again by Allison and by the programming geniuses in there. Oh, we need Chris Whalen on Sunday for the post-game show after the Dolphin loss. And uh, hey, when you're as uh, multi-talented and as important as Chris, this is the kind no, of thing see, that what happens. Chris should have done was told him, "No, my first responsibility. I get paid the big bucks to work on the Neil Rogers show. That's what I get I paid." I think he for. tried that. I did that five times. Well, six times wouldn't have been that much extra effort. He, he might was, have burned uh, off a couple of calories. He was pumped by the so. much more important things here at the radio station, yeah. Mister. Uh, don't well, you he's know? Well, he's not our ally. I'll tell you, know, you that. Curtis uh, ain't our ally, and he sure as hell isn't. I guess we got Flea on Friday. Sure. And this is coming on the heels of being on vacation all week last week. And now the announcement, oh, well, I guess you won't know. I won't be there Friday. Nice going, Chris. Hey, I tried. And Listen here, red-headed stepchild. And asking. Will you quit defending him, the indefensible? That's not his fault. There's only one word that he has to tell that bitch Allison, and that word is no. No, I told you five times already, no. i got to do this show. The old man is pissed off and fired up, and he's sick and tired of having people dragged off this show to do other sports crap, ball games. Are you telling me that they don't have anybody else who could produce or whatever you're supposed to be doing the post-game show? Apparently, that's what I asked. And who's going to want to listen to a stupid post-game show after they get pasted again for their third straight loss? Who's going to want to listen to that crap? Oh, everybody. Come on now. Not. Not. This is important. And especially coming a couple of days after, uh, we're going to have a 1,000 votes for Chris in the first hour today in the poll. All right. We got 9.57 already. 9.57 already, Mr. Hotshot, Mr. Turncoat. It's a damn good thing I didn't give you those bedtime stories. I guess I got carried away yesterday because I, I looked at it today to make sure Cordes had put him up there. There's like a hundred stories. So I guess that was my way of getting even with him. Or maybe there were just a hundred stories that were so important, and I hoped that somebody would read them. I hoped and prayed somebody would read them. You know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. 
South Florida posted a big slowdown in consumer price increases during July and August, the Scum Sentinel says, according to new inflation figures released yesterday. But there's bad news, too. Even though the local consumer price index rose a slight two-tenths of a percent in July and August, the Fort Lauderdale-Miami metropolitan area still leads the country in inflation measured on an annual basis. Fort Lauderdale-Miami leads the country, the worst inflation in the U.S., eh? In the last 12 months, the local consumer price index jumped by 5.8%. The nation's inflation index rose 5.4% for the 12 months ending in August. That puts South Florida on an unfortunate course. If the 5.8% inflation rate persists, it could equal last year when South Florida had its highest rate of inflation in a freaking decade. It's not good. And thank you again, Mr. President, Mr. Bozo, Mr. Bumbling Idiot, for those low gas prices. Now, here's the way I look at it. The price of oil yesterday was down to just over 90 bucks a barrel. I think it's around 91 now. So instead of 146, it's come down over 50 bucks, over a third. So if if if, if there's any logic to the the cost of gas and the price of oil, that means instead of four bucks a gallon, what's a third of four bucks? One buck. So you should be paying 270 a gallon for gas. Anybody out there getting 270? No, no of course not. Am I right? Yeah. If there's real, a real relationship, it's a scam. It's a ripoff, in case you hadn't noticed. Dennis. And, and this uh, email thing, boy, I don't know. I mean, uh, this morning I go on there, and there's a whole bunch of stuff. Right. And most of it, some of it's in Chinese, and some oh, of it yeah. is uh, crap. And then, of course, uh, what, what's his name? Your good buddy, Danny Dudu, a Coco La Coco Loco. <laughs> He's got more crap on there, which I'm not going to read. Oh. Go away, Danny Lococo Loco. Say, save it for when George does the show. You can call him in and do it. Oh, what yeah, yeah. Have you thought about how well I just wasn't conscious could fit into McCain's speech? Boy, it says. Oh. They're, programming. They're programming his speeches and the show. 962 votes on the poll. That's pretty. Uh... So anyway, Dennis has a new word for us. It's spelled B-O-O-B-O-I-S-I-E-S. Buboise. Okay. Is this a made-up word? No. It's a blend of boob and bourgeoisie. Okay. Buboise. That means the general public regarded as consisting of boobs. Mm. The bourgeoisie. I see. They're boobs. And they are. You guys that like boobs, believe me, no shortage. And speaking of that, here's that nice picture of Matt Castle at that queen. I mean, uh, somebody sent me yesterday with his clothes on. He's a singer, too, I guess, huh? He's got a group or something, or he's, uh, he sings? No idea. Well, what do you mean, no idea? You're supposed to be connected to all this sports crap. You're supposed to be our link to the sports garbage. But that's all this swill. Oh, can you do the post-game show, Chris, please? Pretty please. we got nobody else to do it. Nobody wants to do it. You'll do it, you fat turd, won't you? And then you finally cave in. Boy, shameless. There's no uh, emails in there now. I cleaned out what we had this morning. There are a couple I'll use, but generally speaking, I can see it's going to be the same with the emails every day that was with the phone. Whipping and beating and pleading and screaming and yelling and gnashing and like that to get a response out of this crowd. Neil at neilrogers.com is our email address. And Ed... Ed, who sent me 6,000 emails since we started this email thing last Wednesday, sends me a picture of his penis with Neil, the letters N-E-I-L, written on it. Put it back in your pants, Ed, and go away. Just go the hell away. Oh, I hope this doesn't make you angry. 
Oh, my God. Ed, what, what are you trying to say, Ed? You fairy. God. <laughs> yeah. A shocker. Oh, yeah. What city that you've never been to would you like to visit most? That's our poll. 969 votes. Chris is pretty cocky that we're going to make a 1,000. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. In spite of the fact that you're abandoning us again on Friday. that That's just... You know, it's just—it's like we don't have a regular show here. It's like uh, this, this is just. Uh, Listen here, Mister Mr. Afterthought, Mister Not Discussed that, in that's Sales Meetings. That's the word. Not no, discussed, you hit it out right on right. the head. We're not afterthought. discussed in sales meetings. Not discussed in We're promotions meetings. Not discussed that's in engineering correct. meeting. The redheaded stepchild. All right. Mm -hmm. The low priority show, if it's acknowledged right. at all. Well, the highest numbers, but the uh, right. And the sooner you understand that, the uh, the happier. Well, screw yeah. you, Clarence, and you too, Allison. <laughs> Bitch. It's Chris's fault. It's always my Man, fault. Chris, all he had to do was say, I told you no five times, I can't oh, do it. It's Chris's fault for being ept. Oh, gas now down almost 12 cents a gallon, a, a liter since last, uh, wasn't that a bargain? Should be down a buck 30 a gallon. If the proportion, you know, if, if there's a real correlation, and it's not. They just get together and they set up uh, all these fake prices, and uh, all the politicians are going to talk a good game and nothing happens. Because we're being raped. Bend over, America, and the rest of the world, too. You're being raped at it. Let's see. Cities you've never been to, you want to visit most. Amsterdam always wins, but this time it was close with Rome. Amsterdam, 144. Roma, 134. Last time we did this, some time back, Amsterdam won uh, two to one over Rome. This time only by ten vote. Tokyo, 72. That's moving on up. I don't know why. It's George's fault. Yep. Vancouver, 61. That's my fault, because I told you what a great place it is. London, 61. Prague, 55. Barcelona, 48. Dublin, 47. Honolulu, 45. Oh, what a beautiful place. Too bad it's so damn crowded. But it's beautiful. Waikiki Beach. Oh, my God. It's to die for. And the food? Mmm. If you love Polynesian food. You like Polynesian food? Yes, I do. What was the Polynesian? Was it the... Um... My kind. Maikai? Yeah, it's still there. It's still there. No, yeah. that's not the one I'm thinking about. There was another one. Maikai. That's more of a, a show place. They put on a big Correct. song to dance and dance in a pony show. The, the food was good there. Yeah, it's okay. And they got those Polynesian drinks, those mm -hmm. fruity drinks. That's right. Paris, 44. Berlin, 42. Las Vegas, 34. Florence, 32. Firenze. Beautiful. Beautiful city and beautiful people. Jerusalem, 31. New York, 21. Toronto, 19. Ibiza, 18. Stockholm, 16. San Francisco, 14. Copenhagen, 14. And the bottom two on here, out of 978 votes, are two of the, my favorite cities in the USA, two of my favorite cities anywhere. Boston, 13. And Chicago, only 11 for Chicago? Jesus, God, you've got to be schmitting me. Chicago, what a great city and what a great downtown and what a great, great bunch of food. Oh, my God. But maybe everybody's been to Chicago. Think? I've spent a couple of hours there. Did you get the great meals that we got? Got one. Where was that? I don't remember. Where did we go? Not someplace special. Not uh, any of the places that you talked about. I think we went through a drive-through. <laughs> oh, well, Disney, I guess, didn't like you. He did not. Didn't he really? I wasn't in then. Marvin was still in, remember? Even though I was the producer at the time and he was no longer on the show, still somehow he got to go and spend the entire weekend, but I didn't. Which yeah, I they loved Marvin that. because right. he used to show up late every day for a show that started at 10 o'clock in right. the morning. He showed up late. And then I, when I would do a show from outside and tell him to cut off the calls, mm -hmm. he wouldn't do it. 
You wanted him fired, so they promoted him instead. That kept uh, happening a lot in that place. Yeah. It's kind of like here, you know. Yeah. If they like it, it's going to fail, and it's going to suck. And over in the other place at IOD, if it failed and it sucked, then they liked it automatically. It was the other way around. I'll never forget the... Oh, and by the way, thanks to that guy that sent the DVD over. I watched it yesterday. It was a hoot. I'll talk about that. That'll kill uh, five minutes. Stan Major was on there with a stogie. Oh, <laughs> and KC from the Sunshine Band was there. Michael Finkelson was there. Mm-hmm. He was prominently in the background. And Gilbert was oh, all yeah. over the place. <laughs> yeah. Laugh for us, Gilbert. Come on. <laughs> so is that right that Stan looked homeless, to say the least? Yeah. But Stan always looks homeless, so what, what's unusual about that? Well, these days he might actually be. May be homeless. <laughs> you better get your checkbook out, mister, for all no, we know Stan no, no. homeless right now. Help him out. Mothal complaint. He'll pay you back. Yeah, I'm sure. 1013 at 560 WQAM. When you're old and cranky and very close to the end, uh, a politician that wants to uh, go home to one of your homes, my friends here. You choose a book-burning banshee for your vice president. A useful idiot to take over when it's my time to go, my friend. So I call you my friend with every sentence that I end. I'm running, my friend, for president. I have no great cells left at all. And I want lots of bombs to fall. My arms have a rigor mortis in my friend. Say, wouldn't you like to know? Who want to be my friends? Misinformed, self-hating fools. White ones and religious right ones. The change I promise to change are my diapers when I wet them. Console my friends, my friends. My friends, my friends. My friends, my friends, for office I'm writing. <laughs> I guess that, that makes you my friends. <laughs> I've got cheeks that look like my scrotum, my friend. That's why I'm always under my chin. My friend, my friends. My friends, my friends, my friends, I just want to say, my friends. Oh, say it again. 
Uh, 1020 at 560 WQAM. Here's a few uh, emails. Danny Boy says, Joe Rose is so desperate to change the subject from the wall of football that he tried to convince listeners this morning that the Marlins are still in a wild card race. What a joke that is. Let me ask even uh, Fat Chris there. Are the Marlins still in a wild card race? Officially, yes. Unofficially, not really. No chance. And they've got a whole bunch of teams ahead of them, like 75 teams ahead of them they have to jump over. No chance. And they can't play the Nats every day either. Washington? Hey, they beat uh, Oswald last night. What? They beat Oswald last night. Oswald? Roy Oswald. It's a good pitcher. What are you talking about? They didn't Boy, play thank the God you won't be there on Friday, you know what? And it says, oh, and what the F kind of fake radio name is Kirk Herbstreet? It's a, first of all, get it right, Danny Boy. It's Jerk Jerk Street. I bet you he knows jerks. A lot of jerks running around in the sports world. All these. Oh, and speaking of jerks, did you see in the, uh, I'm sure you did, in the Canes Gators game a couple of weeks ago, did you see um, Lee Corso on the sideline? Mm hmm. Getting all bent out of shape and all pissed off. And they came and they tried to tell him, hey, you're on camera. And he get out of here. And he was yep. all pissed off. He was probably had a big bet on the game. And it didn't look like the Gators were going to cover it. Weren't they like 24 point favorites or something like that? And they won I by 23. I think 23. it was like 23, 23 was and a half, something like that, yeah. And they won by 23. Correct. Well, what a coincidence that is, huh? Mm-hmm. Just last think about field goal. it. What? They've kicked that last-minute field goal to get the uh, Yeah, that's right. They, that's a good point. Not just to jam it down the Kane's throat, but to make sure they covered the spread. Oh, my God. What a disgrace. Chuck in Chicago says, please stop talking about how wonderful Chicago is. We don't want the miserable a-holes from South Florida coming up here. It took me almost 30, About 30 man. years to escape South Florida. I don't want them following me up here. Good point, Chuck. Chicago sucks, and Toronto's a hell of a lot worse, man. Really cold and nasty, long winter times. Oh, even though it's sunny and going to be 23, 73 today, but nevertheless, that's just temporary. Wait till the snow and the sleet and the ice. Right? Yep. What's your story today, boy? You've been sitting on the crapper all day. You're not well. You're not well. Uh, no, no. I think since you got the word that the fat Chris was going to shine us on Friday, I'm beside myself. By the way, speaking of beside uh, themselves, Allison mm -hmm. came in here very concerned now, taking it all way too she ought seriously. To be. She ought to be. She offered to do the shift herself. If if Chris being here on Friday is that important, and I assured her that it is not, and to uh, relax. Well, whose side are you on? Not that big a deal. Of course it's a big deal. It's Fat Chris. And yeah, well, he, he, he might be a big deal, but uh, he's, he's needed. He's the only one apt enough to be able to do the show, you understand. To do what show? The, the post-game show. In other words, Why? Every, everybody Why? here, is a, they suck. They're a moron. They don't know how to do anything. What about Victor? Who? Victor Curry? No, I see the name on the schedule here. Victor, producer. You know they only hire people. They're either interns or they've uh, they've been hired for five minutes. And as soon as uh, you know they get to the point where they might want to raise or ask for a raise. Spec. You know. Who? Spec. Oh yeah, let's Not tell Spec. Spec. Specter. Chris will tell you all about him. Wow, what's the story with him? Lots well, of stories. Um, he he was doing it to start the year, and then he's not doing it anymore. Yeah. And why is that? He's inept. Oh yeah, that's what I hear. That's what he everybody says. He produces the Big O show from two to four. Right. What about Brian? Which Brian? The one that the produces the big O in the morning. That's Spectre. That, that is. It's the same person. 
then how come he's listed as Brian one place and Spectre another place? Why are you asking so many questions, man? And then on Tuesday he's Spectre and Spec. Oh, this Clarence man. Oh no, what? We got eight thousand. We got eight thousand different kind of rejoins and just guess. Are they going to say the sports leader or is that is that it? You know, the worst formatics in the history of the business. The worst. No consistency, no, uh, nothing makes any sense, and that's Clarence for you. And, of course, they love him. They just love Clarence because he's a loser and an idiot and a simpleton. And, Allison, you ought to be ashamed of yourself for shining us on this show. Why do we always come last? And, boy, she sure learned first. For somebody who supposedly likes this show, she sure learned real quick. Listen, she. If she you need to screw does. somebody, screw that Rogers show because Chris we don't like him. And we don't like George, and we hate Fat Chris. Yeah, well. We'll survive. Flea did a good job. Is it any promises he'll stay in the room this time? I don't care if he stays in the room. It's something to talk about. I know. It's amusing. It's amusing to have dead air, you know. And <laughs> Why course, not? You have it all the rest of the day. Because when, when there's dead air, you hear that Cuban in the background going, La cucaracha, la cucaracha. I'm thinking what I really ought to do, make the audience feel more at ease, you know, comfortable. Is like get some Cuban music, maybe Celia Cruz, and play it in the background all the time, loud. Here's a fax for an email, whatever the hell this is, from Tony. You're one of a kind, funny MF. Missed the hockey talk, though. Panthers are still going to suck. Go Leafs, Tony said. Yeah, sucking around. Go Leafs. The Leafs are going to suck a lot worse than you believe, Tony. They're going to be pathetic. Pathetic. Oh, there's the rookie game in an hour. Down by Cooper. Can't clear it. Well, i tell you one thing. When, you, when you're that desperate, they have to put a rookie game on. I mean, just tragic. Let's get a real game on here. Oh, they're in, they're in break. How about a football game? Those mistakes gives you the ability to grow. Count down the NFL's top tens. Debate the game's best moments. And break down everything in the world of football. And then get a life. Herb, Kirk Jerk Street. Oh, when, when are we going to get Ethan Skolnick back on there? So maybe maybe Kimba can do a guest appearance and talk about Ethan's smelly bowel movement. That ought to get us back up there again. You get a lot of beer. Election Day, the first Tuesday in November. Vote for Barack. 
conservatives will cry. Boy, here's a scandalous thing I just got on email. From yeah. Charles in Miami. Okay. Spy report. I heard Jimmy Syphilis doing a show this morning on WIOD. I thought he worked for you guys. I thought he worked for us guys, too. Not that we're proud of it. What's the story, uh, Fat Chris? Does Jimmy Syphilis uh, also appear on IOD? I have no idea. But why not? Because they don't keep me in on that. Remember Ron Fant? Who? Cron By the way, ubiquitous, uh, whatever his name is, Unctuous uh, Schmendrick. He's getting just annoying. I'm just deleting your crap, okay? You're boring. Trying to give me a lecture, a song, and a dance about, well, it doesn't really work that way about the price of oil or the price of gas. Are you moron? <laughs> yeah. Blow it out your ass, you simpleton. Anyway, Ron says, good morning, Neil. I know this doesn't affect you or I. However, at the Loaf and Jug in Sheridan, Wyoming, gas is $3.40 a gallon. I suppose the 15 or 20 people who live there are mighty happy, says Ron. Chronic Ron. But that's good. I'm glad we got chronics on the uh, emails, because otherwise we'd, we'd have nothing on there. Neil at neilrogers.com if you have something to say. Or a spy report like that one about Jimmy Syphilis. Boy, that would be uh, scandalous, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. If he's moonlighting over there in IOD uh, consorting with the enemy. Next thing you know, he'll be on there sidekick with Footsie. Could only be an improvement. Or maybe maybe Footsie can get Jerk Jerk Street on there all the time. Here's the poll. We got over 1,000 votes back, Chris. What do you think? It's just barely 1030, and we already got 1,000 and some odd. All right. 1,021. Wow. I'll change the poll if and when Eric puts the new one up there. It's not a new one. It's an old one again. Not on there yet. He'll get around to it. What city that you've never been to would you like to visit the most? So Allison was freaked out. Huh? She took it seriously? Yes. Good. Quit screwing with this show, damn it. I mean, if this was the first time it happened, I would say, oh, well, okay, no big deal. But it happens all the time. All the time. Just like Cordis, remember how he used to work on his show? Right. Oh, well, we got important things for him to do. We got that. And just like last Thursday when he was here, only until the food came and he shoved that big steak down his disgusting puss. And then, well, we got to send him out to Dolphin Camp. What, what, what is it? I thought his job, his function was to do the um, website. He still, still don't understand the, uh, the where we are thing. No, you don't understand. When people have a job, yeah. that's their job. See, this isn't a place of business. So when they make up all these excuses about going right. out to Dolphin Camp, uh -huh. I don't give a crap about Dolphin Camp, and nobody with a brain cares about it either, okay? Right. Nobody with a half a brain cares about freaking right. Dolphin Camp. But here they do. It's all important. Well, you know something? That's because, like I said, with half a brain. Didn't you hear mm -hmm. what I just I said? I did. I said that's right. Sick, sick simpletons. If it has to do with smelling jock straps, that's, that's a right. lot more important than that damn Neil Rogers show. He has to go out there and smell the jock straps and then post on WQA.com what they smell like or, you know, how pungent yeah. it is and how gamey. Oh. How what? Gay. Me. Gamey, yeah. Didn't you see that? There's a whole page there on the website. Gamey jockstrap page? Mm-hmm. What city you've never been to would you like to visit most? we got a thousand and some odd vote. Amsterdam, 150. I'm re this is a little old because I printed it out two minutes ago. And the votes are just pouring in on there. Too bad the emails aren't pouring in at Neil, uh, Neil, neilrogers.com. And that duty guy, that uh, doodoo head Danny LaCoco Loco, he's one of your uh, followers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's from the Church of George. He is. That's right. You had that audio on him yesterday. Sure. Want to hear it again? 
No, no, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> he's one of you. He's like he's like a crazy punk. Crazy. Yeah. You, know what you always say about crazy people. That's right. They're scary. Scary. You're scary, Danny. Be afraid. Amsterdam 150, Rome 140. Tokyo 75, Vancouver 65, London 64, Prague 58, Dublin 50. Why the hell would anybody want to go to Dublin unless maybe they're Irish? I want to. Why? Irish. Oh, you're Irish? No, I like the Irish. I don't dislike the Irish, but they're pasty and ugly, and so I would not, want to go Not there. at all. Yeah, they maybe are. pasty, but they're not ugly. Pasty and ugly. I hate the Irish. Well, I love them. Barcelona 49, Honolulu 46, Paris 45, Berlin 43. Las Vegas has dropped precipitously only 34. Why do you think that is? Maybe more people have been there. Florence 33, Jerusalem 31, New York 21, Ibiza 19, Toronto 19. Stay the hell away. You'd hate it here. Copenhagen 16, Stockholm 16. Very expensive Stockholm, very overpriced, and a lot of neurotic drunks. And unfriendly people. Very. If, if you like Miami, you love Stockholm because the people are extraordinarily unfriendly. <laughs> Especially if you're like Jewish. A lot of anti-Semites in Sweden. Maybe they're all in Minnesota now. What is it about the Swedes? What are we going to do about the Jews? I told you, the old Swede. Remember that caller? Mm -hmm. I'm forgetting where that was. I think it was on W. Snooze. He called many, many times. It's the old Swede. What are we going to do about the Jews? San Francisco, 15. Boston, 14. And Chicago, only 11. You'd hate Chicago. And Boston, forget it. No, the, the guy was right. Why should we send anybody who escapes South Florida to get to a really decent place? Why should we send South Floridians there to hassle them? Like that frog, that French-Canadian bitch in at the DVD that the guy sent. Thanks again. It was kind of sad to see Fat Rich was there. What was he doing there? He wasn't saying anything. He had a headset on. But he wasn't... That's what he always does. He shows up. He sits next always to you. Always does? He always did. Did. Show up, sit next to you, and he would be Fat Rich from the Neil Rogers show. Yeah. I mean, I never really understood it either. He would go into the studio while you were doing the show and sit there. He was never actually on the show with you, yet he would represent himself as Fat Rich from the Neil Rogers show. <laughs> <laughs> he was a good guy. He was he had a lot guy. of good yes. times at the track. Lots and lots of laughs. Lots of good times. Actually, I cashed a few tickets. I had the super. I had the super. I'll never. As long as I live, I'll never forget that day. He went running up to this one table, this old lady and her uh, husband or whoever. I had the super. They didn't know him from Adam. They didn't have any idea who he was. They couldn't have cared less. And then I come to find out that the uh, number got taken down anyway. Dan Daly was driving one of the horses in the, on a superfected ticket, and the horse got taken down for, it was a trot race, and it got taken down for pacing in the stretch. And when I saw that light go up, inquiry, and Rich is, oh, what happened? Anyway, you don't got the super, Rich. He was great. He was a lot of fun. Also, there were a lot of interesting stories there. That, see, I'm not one of those people that's inquisitive. I don't ask a lot of questions. Right. And sometimes you're better off. Oh, yeah. Artie Lefkowitz, the only Jew in Sebring, Florida, who's also chronic. I think we got about a dozen people on there with the emails. And that's okay. Although I don't want Ed anymore. Ed, I'm going to delete all your emails and, and take your penis and stick it where the moon don't shine. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first right, time I'm with sure. a magic marker, he writes Neil on his... How do you know it was a magic marker? ...thing. Well, it, it was that kind of... Could uh, have been a Sharpie. Well, maybe it was. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you decipher it. I'll forward, I'll forward the picture to you. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah. I'm good. Well, then shut up. 
No. Art says, I've been listening for more than 22 years. I laugh at the bits and jokes, and I read the bedtime story, so thanks to you, I'm funny and smart. Yeah, he's smart. Not like Fredo. Smart. Hey, Fredo. This is one of the best. This, this is perfect from Nick. It's a little satirical. It's a little spoof on the calls. It says, Neil, thank you for taking my email. What's your take on the Dolphins? How do you attack the buffet? Been to any restaurants in Amsterdam? Going to Vegas soon? I'll hang up and listen. The biggest names, the best talent. It's the Mad Dog, Jim Mandich. Afternoons, 4 to 7, Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports, sports leader. You know, Pat Rich reminds me of my mother. I'm dying out of here. Seven thirteen before eleven at five sixty WQAM. Happy Wednesday to you. What do we got today? We got the big O at two. Oh, he is rock solid. Yeah, in his own mind. Mad Dog four to six fifty. Then we got that uh, Marlins garbage six fifty to seven. Boy, only another couple weeks in the baseball season will be over for uh, losing teams like the Marlins. Jesse Angler with that first bitch thing six fifty seven to eight. It's Dolphins tonight with Kimba Bocamper, the wooden uh, Indian, cigar store Indian. And then eight to eleven it's the DA show, trying desperately to fight dead air and uh, signal that nobody can hear. Good luck to you, D.A. You'll need it. Fat Man After Dark wants to know, whose side is Chris on there, Neil? <laughs> you brought him into the fold after that jackhole Josh abandoned you, and now he wants to roll on you in order to smell Chad Pennington's aromas. For shame. For shame, says the Fat Man. I thought he'd be supportive because generally fat people support each other, but not not fat man after dark. Maybe he well, it's not after dark. Maybe he's slim in the morning. That could be. Mike says, "Oh, hockey talk, just what we need." Mike need to call up the Maple Leafs. Need to call up Bob Probert and Paul Coffey. See if they'll come back and play. It'll be an improvement of what they got now. They suck. They suck. Forget about it, Mike. Forget about hockey. 
The Panthers are going to suck. The Leafs are going to suck the worst. Then general manager John Muckler was saying the other day, and of course this is a man who had... Whatever happened to sporting events where there was a play-by-play guy who told you what was happening on the field on the ice, and uh, and, and that was it. Without all this extra verbiage from all these jerk jerk street guys, pop 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 pop, pop. just nauseating, man. How about a ten man booth? Hawaii's native son, Obama supporter, supporters focus on Nevada. This guy looks like Gilbert. But in Hawaii's Republican Party, looked like a Hawaiian Gilbert. Well, he sure was prominently figured in that DVD. Now, is there a way we could put that on our website? I'm sure. For people to watch, one way or another. I'll axe Eric, probably uh, an AVI follower. And here's another scandalous. Or we could put it on YouTube. Scandalous email from Rocky. Another spy report. It says syphilis was on Paul and Ron Monday morning. Another cheap channel station. Well, what's the story with that? I have no idea. Doesn't he also, besides doing the damn play by play by play, and very poorly, by the way, in the Dolphin games? Doesn't he also appear on some of those shows, you know, like the Dolphin shows or whatever? What is he, like freelance in his pants? Is that the deal with Jimmy Syphilis? Maybe that was his penis with Neil written on it. Oh, I'm going to get sick. <laughs> Eric changed the poll on us. That's good. The other one, I'll give you the result. We had 1,033 votes. Not too bad. Which of these disturbs you the most about South Florida? We have a couple we need to add. One I put on there that Eric overlooked. The hate. The hate. Got it? Got it. Mm-hmm. And, and don't live there. Because obviously we have you know a lot of people who got out, a lot of people listening online who are not in South Florida, so maybe they, they hated something bad enough to get out of there in the first place, but they're not there no more. Which of these disturbs you the most about South Florida? We have a quick 34 a vote on there. People who can't or won't speak English, 15. That is really... Incredible. You want them to speak English in a foreign country like uh, especially Dade County? The driver's 11, old people 3, crime 3, crappy schools 2, and the other two just went on there. The hate. I want to re-vote. The hate. <laughs> Eugene Robinson. You know Eugene. He's on MSNBC all the time. By the way, Olbermann was especially good last night. He had a great show. What's your name that you're so enchanted Wait, with? Uh, she's she's awesome. Mr. Making stuff up. I said I saw her, and then you say these things. What the hell's her name? Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow. I she's said terrible. I watched her. She did. And then you said I was I was even willing to watch her interview that never. I would just like the audience Bill to know what that I said I saw her. That's all I said. And then I'm in, and, and I'm I thought he do, was going to go to sleep by the time she finished with her boring. She she doesn't know what she's talking about. But a beep, but a boop, and she's she's just awful, horrible. Oh, you're terrible, Neil. Why won't you give Rachel a break? Give Sarah and Rachel a break. Yeah, okay. It's got nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman. If she was good, if she did a good show, if she uh, was exciting, why don't they just play Olbermann all every hour all night? Okay, that's all they got. And then they got Chris Matthews there with his uh, the, the the politics fix. The politics fix. The whole show has been about politics since way back when the primary started. But they have to have a segment called the politics fix because that's all they know on MSNBC. Maybe we can let them do the square table, and gay or not gay. Gay. Maybe if uh, Kenny and Blow allow them to do that. 
Those were two of the highlights of the Kenny and Blow Morning Show. That was my favorite, the square table. Remember that? They would get two bozos oh, yeah. on the phone. They had two bozos on in the studio, and then they'd get two bozos on the phone. Square table. And and then we find out that Toast brought that from across the street. That's a bad name right there. What? That Toast? one you just said. Yeah. What happened to him? Did he wind up going back across? I think he's uh, on... Um Old Ron, Ron and and 85 other sports stations. He on that? I think he's with uh, Old Ron and uh, Paul, I think. Toast? Yep. Oh, my God. Eugene Robinson, who you, you know him. He's the uh, light-complected dark guy or the dark-complected light guy. Okay. Who's on MSNBC all the time with the glasses, you know. Palin keeps lying and lying. And what kind of person tells a self-aggrandizing lie, gets called on it, admits publicly the truth is not all what she originally claimed, and then goes out and starts telling the original lie again without changing a word? Sarah Palin is beginning to seem like quite an unusual woman. I'm not talking about her love of guns and snow machines, her faith, her family, or any of the presumably non-elited attributes that we in the elite media are accused of savaging. Wrongly accused, I should add, reporters are doing nothing more sinister than trying to find out who she is, how she thinks, and what she's done in the orifice. One deeply troubling thing we've learned about Palin is that as far as she's concerned, unambiguous fact doesn't appear to rise even at the level of inconvenience. I'm sorry, but to explain my point, I have to make another... Visit my last, I hope, to the never-built $398 million bridge to nowhere that was to join the town of Ketchikan, Alaska, with its airport on the other side of the Tungrass Narrows. You recall that in her Republican convention speech, Palin burnished her budget hawk credentials by claiming she had said thanks but no thanks to a congressional earmark that would have paid most of the cost. A quick check of the public record showed that Palin supported the bridge when she was running for governor, continued to support it once she took orifice, and dropped her backing only after the project, by then widely ridiculed as an example of bad pork barrel spending, was effectively dead on Capitol Hill. In her interview with ABC's Charlie Gibson, Palin fessed up. It was not inappropriate for a mayor or governor to work with members of Congress to obtain federal money for infrastructure projects, she argued. What I supported, she said, was a link between a community and its airport. Case closed. Except that on Saturday, three days after that interview, Palin said this to a crowd in Nevada. I told Congress, thanks, but no thanks to that bridge to nowhere, that if our state wanted to build that bridge, we'd build it ourselves. That's not just a lie, but an acknowledged lie. What she actually told Congress was more like, give me the money for the bridge, and then later, after the whole thing became an embarrassment, she didn't object to using the money for other projects. I'm not shocked to learn that politicians sometimes lie. The sudden example that comes immediately to mind, John McCain's campaign ads attacking Barack Obama have taken such liberties that even Karl Rove says he wonders if they've gone too far. But it's weird for a politician or anyone else really to maintain that an assertion is true after admitting that it isn't true. Maybe Palin cynically believes she can keep using the no-thanks line and manage to stay one step out of the truth police. Maybe she calculates that audiences would rather believe her than their lying eyes. Or maybe she really believes her own fantasy-based version of events. Maybe the legend of Sarah Palin has become, on some level, more real to her than her actual history. And quite a legend it's turning out to be. The Washington Post reported Sunday that as mayor of tiny Wasilla, Palin pressured the town librarian to remove controversial books from the shelves, cut funds for the town museum, but somehow found the money for a new deputy administrator slot and told city employees not to talk to reporters. And the New York Times reported Sunday that as Governor Palin appointed a high school classmate, Francie Havemeister, to a $95,000 a year job as head of the State Division of Agriculture, Havemeister cited her childhood love of cows as a qualification for running the roughly $2 million agency, the Times reported, noting her as one of the least five schoolmates Palin has given high-paying state government jobs. One of at least five. Nothing against cows, nothing against high school BBFs and being true to your school, but a different picture of Sarah Palin's beginning to emerge. 
the Camp McCain campaign would like us to see a straight-talking, gun-toting, moose-eviscerating, lipstick-wearing frontierswoman. Instead, we're beginning to discern an ambitious, opportunistic politician who makes no bones about rewarding friends and punishing those who stand in her way, and who believes that truth is nothing more and nothing less than what she says it is. This is the Neil Rogers Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the brain. You, 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 Any questions? Fellow citizens, I have a message for you. I can't stand John McCain. I counted out our nominee because he refused to hedge his commitment to the special interests and the lobbyists and the big oil companies and the good old boys. But I've noticed a pattern with our opponent, and maybe you have too. Honesty and sincerity and dignity. And there is much to like and admire about our opponent. Senator Obama doesn't run with the Washington herd. The Democratic nominee for president supports plans to challenge the status quo, to serve the common good, and to leave this nation better than we found it. My fellow Americans, that is the kind of man America needs to see us through the next four years. <laughs> Senator Obama, a leader who's not looking for a fight, but sure isn't afraid of one either. If character is the measure in this election, then I ask you to join our cause and help America elect a great man as the next president of the United States. Thank you, and God bless America. Thank you. I said thanks, but no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. Wow. The whole thing is just enough to make you want to go to bed and never, uh, mm-hmm. never take it's your head surreal, off. It's surreal, kind of. It is. It's like a comedy. Mark says, well, let me get to this uh, first one first, which I find. Uh, so evidently Syphilis did the morning show on IOD this morning. I thought he was part of our staff, Jimmy Syphilis. Maybe he's uh, just part of the Dolphins staff and we have him on the air sometimes. I don't know. Well, how do you like that? So maybe Jimmy, she's, I mean, uh, is branching out, Jimmy Syphilis. Here's an uh, email that is just scary. It said, for, the, for what this is worth, which might not be much, and I'm, I'm sure that's the case. From a trusted source, let me share some information I've gotten from, from something. Oh, from excellent sources within the DNC. On or about October 5th, Biden will excuse himself from the ticket, citing health problems, and he'll be replaced by Hillary. This is time to occur after the vice presidential debate on October 2. You heard it here first, says Don. I mean, talk about transparent and shallow and just embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Am I right? I mean, I realize there's a lot of stupid Hillary people. That's a scary notion. I mean, that would be so obvious, an act of desperation. Oh, we got to get Hillary on there, yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Who would that fool? Only the dumbest of the dumb. Right. Which, I mean, that's only, what, 40% of the public? Oh, more than that. Mark says, what I think is funny is that I thought the email idea was a great idea. It is a great idea. I don't think it's getting the response that you were looking for, as with the calls. People could call you up and act like the fools and make 
uh, noises that 95% of them did. As with most of the callers, I'm sure they can't type or spell, so that's why it's not taking off. Talk to you soon, Mark. It's not taking off. It's doing fine. It's not, it's not like it was the first couple of days because it was a novelty. And no, it's not getting the kind of response I thought it would. But nevertheless, it's not, I'm your friend. I'm your friend. It's not that. Great program, Neil. Excellent program. Uh, controversial program. Uh, not that. George is gay. He wishes. There is nothing that I've ever been associated with. Oh, I'm wait till you hear this. I mean, I realize people can't listen every minute of every day, but uh, Steve in North Miami Beach. Neil, just wanted to know how you liked the video I gave George at the live remote you did at the bazaar at the flea market back in the early 90s. Do you remember doing that show? In the video, who was the short guy holding the microphone for the Canadian? Tom Denenberg for the Canadian woman in the audience. Are you going to post this video on your website? Thanks, Steve in North Miami Beach. Yeah, I loved it, Steve. I talked about it at length in the first hour, and I wish you'd listen to the show. Steve. I also said to George, let's put it on our website. We'll uh, figure it out one way or another, and if uh, not, we can always do a, um, a YouTube, I think. How long is it, by the way, more or less, the video I'm talking about? 18 minutes. Might be a little long for YouTube. I'll ask Eric. We'll uh, research it. How's that? I mean, Sam Major's in there, like you said, looking really <laughs> homeless. Uh, I've forgotten, because, you know, you forget uh, what people look like at the time. It seems all normal at the like time. Like an old elf. That's what Stan looks like, an but old like elf. Comb your hair or something. You're going out well, into you, the public. What are you knocking poor Stanley T for, for crying out loud? He's down and out on his public luck. Appearance. He still owes me that and two grand People were giving ago. you crap about the, the way that you dressed or something. You looked like a fashion plate standing next to him or sitting next yeah. to him. Fat and as you were. How about Jika with his uh, yeah. comb over? Tom had about six hairs back in those days, and he had them like, you know, like the Bob Cole comb over across the top of his head. And I don't know what I don't know what the purpose was. What was Jika doing there? He didn't say much of anything. I don't know. And no, I don't remember doing that remote. Believe me, I remember doing a couple of specs. Boy, those shows were just awful, awful. Remember those? Yep. Was it specs? Was it? Uh, it was someplace in the Asagras. Specs. I think it was a Specs. Yes. Oh, my God. Mark says, can't stream at work all the time. I'm trying to get your station on the list at AOL Radio or Pandora so can hear, I can hear you on my iPhone. Then I can listen when I'm on the can. Oh, that's a good place to listen to this show, Mark, on the can. 18-year devotee, keep bashing the religious right. I love it. You changed my life, says Mark. Thanks, Mark. Changed my life, too. Jimmy Syphilis was hosting the morning show, says Wynn, one of our regular chronics. On 610 this morning, saying he was a physical conservative and a lot of other caca. Who cares whether he's a, he's a, he's a sports nerd. He's an ex-jock. He's a horrendous play-by-play voice of your Miami Dolphins, your 0-2 and soon-to-be 0-3 Miami Dolphins, who have lost 20 of their last 21 regular season games. 20 out of 21. Almost perfection. Hey, that takes some work to do that. That's right. Takes a special, oh, here's a whole bunch more. So Mark, who's giving me a song to dance about, oh, it's not worth It'll be fine, Mark. Just relax. Don't be so, uh, like George always says. Just chill out. When in doubt, chill it out. 87 votes on the new pool. Which of these describes, the, oh, I'm sorry, disturbs you most about South Florida? People who can't or won't speak English. No speaking English, 28. The hate, 19. I see that was a late addition. It should have been on there right away because I wrote it on there. Maybe Eric couldn't read it. 
I wrote it with a green pen. I'm sure he could read it. He just uh, overlooked it, just in his haste to uh, get it on there. Just relax, Eric. You're doing wonderful, as usual. And don't uh, don't let Cordis uh, send me any more messages. One thirty in the morning. One forty-five in the morning was the second one. And I just noticed that I put about four thousand bedtime stories on there last night, just to get even with him. Wait till you see what we do to get even with uh, Fat Chris for shining uh, us on Friday. Hey, Allison, you're sticking it to us, honey. You're not fooling me. And then George, see one thing about George: any any creature with a Come skirt, let's with go. a dress That's or a right. skirt and a couple of boobs, George sure. immediately crumbles like a. Like That's a, it. There you are. Like an they Oreo treat her like cookie. crap over here because she's the only female in this department, and they treat her like absolute crap. Why is that? Because she's a female, and they hate females in here, in this building, and in this department. And and, and you're giving her and help. jerks ain't even with us anymore. Right. And I'm, I'm not saying that she's a bad person. I've never met her. She's a sweetheart. She's yeah, doing she didn't her even best show up at our appearance. She under didn't impossible circumstances. Hi. What? She's uh, she hates crowds. She's very shy. She has crippling shyness. It's true. Yep. Really? Really. And 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 nothing. She's like agoraphobic. She won't go out into crowds. And so they give her crap, and they're probably are the ones with probably no clearance behind her back saying, "Get uh, Fat Chris to do that uh, post-game show." The last thing she wants to do is mess with this show. It would either be Chris because he's the only one that knows how to do it, or but we care. He, it's it's no big deal. It's I know that's like what I'm Spectacular job. He does adequate. He's okay. You know, it's his own fault for being. I F. thought Flea was a lot funnier than Chris, but nevertheless, well, funnier looking anyway. Yeah, I'm not sure of that. Well, trust me. <laughs> I met Flea. Flea's not funny looking. He's, oh, he's, he's particularly guy. funny looking today. He's wearing a funny hat. I'll take a picture. Oh, I don't want to see it. I'm going to take it right now. Tom Denenberg was there with the uh, microphone out in the audience in that uh, in that DVD. Mm -hmm. in the uh, bizarre flea market appearance. It was too bizarre. much Gilbert though. Always. Too much Gilbert and a little bit too much Michael Finkelson. Don't take it personally, Mike. You're a good guy, but a little bit too much. I, guess, I don't know, I guess because those were the prominent people standing by the front of the audience. And then there was that one guy. Who was that one real geek who made Gilbert look normal? That skinny guy? Sorry, I only watched it. Oh, uh, my fast God. What, what was that creature? 93 votes. People who can't vote speak English, 30. The hate, 20. The driver, 17. Crime, 9. Crappy schools, 8. I don't live there, 6. And old people, only 3. I voted for old people. I mean, when you're old as I am, I'll be 66 in November, and I still, when I'm in South Florida, I feel like a teenager. I feel like I'm out of place, like I, I woke up and I wound up in a nursing home and I was like a teenager. What am I doing here with these old, nasty, bitter, hateful people? Yeah. Sports later. Sports later. You're gay. Are you ready for some football? Then tune in to ESPN Gay. And he hits the hole right after Jesse opens it up. Oh, yeah. ESPN Gay. I like to pack that guy around. Cowboys, Bears.
Vikings, Packers, you'll get them all on ESPN Game. He's going to fire into his guy right here. Heal the sweat. You push, you push, you push. Smell the passion. He just rode him backwards. You put him right on his back. This ain't some makeover show on Bravo. It's the NFL on ESPN Game. And then everyone's kind of slopping around down there and grunting and groaning. And, you know, you get mud and stuff flying and gang tackles and scrums and flag fires. ESPN Game, where there's never a wardrobe malfunction. Whoop, I don't know where that one came from. Sundays will never be the same. That looked like it, it was the last shot out of the Roman candle. Call your cable operator now and demand ESPN Game. Look at that big old meat oh, What a meal those guys are having. look good. ESPN Game. Now that's a mouthful. Wow, speaking of that, I just got the most amazing email, and I don't know what to say about it. Okay. It's a picture. It's a series of pictures of holes. Okay. Kimberly Big Hole in South Africa. It says these I know her. Only a, what? I know her. Seven amazing holes. Yeah. And Sarah's not even on here. Oh, she's on the other one. Hose, not holes. These holes are not only amazing. Some of them are really terrifying, especially number seven. The sheer scale of these holes reminds you of just how tiny you are. First one, Kimberly Big Hole in South Africa. The largest hand, largest ever hand dug excavation in the world. Glory Hole, Monticello Dan, California. Bizarre looking thing. It's used when a dam is at full capacity and water needs to be drained from the reservoir. It's the largest in the world of this type of spillway. Its size enabling it to consume 14,400 cubic feet of water every second. And it's like in the middle of a big lake and it's a, a hole. And it's called Glory Hole, Monticello Dam, California. Yeah, I heard about that one. Bing, I'll bet you did. And there's Al Goldstein standing and waving. <laughs> Looking real skinny, by the way. Bingham Canyon Mine. Glory Utah. Holes. Wow. Supposedly the largest man-made excavation on Earth. Well, why don't you uh, forward that to, uh, to me so we can enjoy it, too? Giant Great Blue Hole in Belize. Wow, a big blue hole. Diavac Mine, Canada. The mine is so huge and the area is so remote, it's got its own airport with a runway large enough to accommodate a Boeing 737. It looks equally cool when surrounding water is frozen. Looks just like a big hole in the water. Sinkhole in Guatemala. And the really terrifying one, and it's a picture of the U.S. Capitol. The famous rat hole capable of swallowing trillions and trillions of U.S. dollars annually, never to be heard from again, reputed to be full of at least 535 A-holes. There's the sinkhole and the A-hole. So should I just forward that whole thing to Please. you? Please. The, the whole thing, yes. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay. You got it. Here's one that says, what a great show you have once again, now that the chronics are gone. Once they're gone, they're gone. That slime bowl senator from Connecticut was on the IMA show this morning and was spouting the mantra about how great Sarah Palin, and uh, she's an example of change McCain is going to bring the country. Letter Lieberman's head is so far up the GOP's ass that they're starting to taste his yarmulke. Well, they had Jew Lieberman on there this morning? On what show? On IMAs. Well, that figures. It's sickening to think that this guy was nearly VP. It's even more sickening to think that the spineless Democrats still allow this guy to have the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. 
The truth is the Republicans don't give a rat's ass about that guy or 99% of his positions. They're simply using poor old Jew like a pawn to grab voters from the elitist, moderate Northeasterners that the Republicans and their Stone Age policies ignore and abhor. McCain might be his friend, but couldn't stand up to his party and pick Joe for VP. Instead, Senator Country first picked the underwhelming Palin, a move that screams who gives a fart about the country, just get the Republicans elected. Unfortunately, as George Carlin once said, getting to the root of this country's political troubles, the public sucks. Nobody cares that the more the entire McCain-Palin platform is of lies, deception, and fear. Sorry for the ventilation and keep on talking about how much you love us Indian folk. Cheers from A-N-L, A-N-I, Anal in New York City. Anal. Yeah. If I kept, if I kept that email, would that make me anal retentive? It would. Oh. I got it. Sorry for the back-to-back email. Just thought uh, was interesting to mention I was working at a digital printing shop, and we're doing a ton of Obama campaign printing that gets sent out on the mail. I just hope these crazy rednecks, war-thirsty people go away. Maybe Joyce would fit right in with them. Screw it and uh, this world and you and your uh, whatever it says. It says a bunch of crap. Okay, so we're getting some emails on there in spite of what Mark said. Oh, I thought it was going to be really good. I don't know what the hell Mark was trying to say. Just take a shot, you know. I thought it was a great idea. It is a great idea, and it's working just fine, okay? Right. I can't have, well, what if I had a hundred of them come in all at once? What am I going to do with that? Read them. Where am I going to stick those? Wreck them. Glory hole. It says, if McCain gets elected, I'm going to move to Canada, smoke my cigars, actually be a, a, in, in a company who cares about their own people. I have no problem with a woman as VP. I just fear other countries may see it as a sign of weakness with other, uh, oh, this makes no sense. And it's signed Gugatz. Not to be confused with Stugatz. Right. Gugatz. Which I think is some dirty word in Italian. Isn't it? Yep. It is? I don't know. It's, uh, well, here's it's, here's a, a poll suggestion. When taking a deuce beside reading, what are you most likely to be doing at the same time? Listen to the radio, watch TV, eat or drink, floss my teeth, brush my teeth, texting, surfing the Internet, crossword puzzle, uh, Sokoku. What is that? It's a, a word game, like crossword. Put on or take off makeup, talk on the phone, Number talk reading. to someone in the room or, the out, or outside the door or fall asleep. All of these things. All of these things. That's not bad. I'll, I'll stick it in my pool pile. Because now that I'm forced to do one of these damn stupid things every damn day, my God. It's, it's scandalous. So Jimmy Stipulis is a turncoat, huh? He's on IOD and Paul and Ronnie sucking around over there with the cheap channel. Isn't that something? Isn't that something, Jimmy? The voice of the fish? It's only one sound that needs to be played to investigate that. Yeah. Maybe Allison can tell you something about that, what that's all about. Or I would say Clarence, but of course I'm sure Clarence is in hiding somewhere. I'll go ask. Ask who? Allison. Yeah, go ask somebody about what the, the story is with Jimmy Syphilis. I guess he doesn't uh, work for the station. He just He's just the Dolphins announcer, and of course they get to select him, because who the hell else would have picked him? It's really sad. Although, you know something? It fits in perfect, like a glove. It fits in just perfectly. Crappy team... Horseball announcer. It's like Dave Van Boring in the Marlins and that uh, kid Rich Waltz on the TV. Seriously, he sounds like a 10-year-old kid. He's horrible, just awful. And these people get away with it because they work in a market where basically nobody's got the balls to say anything. I mean, Joe Angel was like God compared to uh, Dave Van Boring. 
Oh, the Marlins win the World Series. <laughs> I wonder if Dave Van Boring and Joe Bell are the same person. Here's an email that says, Hi, Uncle Neil. I don't have a TV in my office, just a combo CD uh, cassette player and radio, so I have to listen to the political news half hour of the day show every morning. Anyway, I heard his interview with Matt Lauer, and it was shades of the Nixon-Kennedy debate. As bad as he must have been on the TV screen, meaning McCain, he sounded even worse. I mean, doddering. Old man, old, doddering something fool man worse. His replies are regularly punctuated with a series of guttural sounds and groans, proving he can't think on his feet. And also proving that he's 150 years old, and if that he should get in, that bitch is going to be a small heartbeat away from being the president of the country. Oh, my God, what, what a thought. You know, not too many people are thinking about that. Certainly not the people that still are supporting that bitch. Uh, oh, my goodness. I'm so glad the policy is wearing off Palin and this new crisis is showing McCain and his staff to be the jerks they truly are. It's nice to finally see Obama and Biden, finally, even the press going off on the offensive against McCain and showing the world just how terrible a choice he would be for president. And by the way, have you seen McCain's spokeswoman, Nancy Fottenhauer, and her fake Stepford wife smile? Just change her picture to black and white and she could be working for Joseph Goebbels. Or maybe that's George Goebbels. Andrew. Okay, you're right, Andrew. Honest question. It says, if McCain does win, you think we'd be firmly on the road to a second civil war? Your opinion, please. Here's my opinion. <laughs> Here's one from uh, somebody. Jay. Isn't it about time, with everything going down the toilet and no hope in sight, to begin playing the timeless dialogue by Chicago on a daily basis? Thanks. And then it says, doi, 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 with the right number of doys, by the way. I really get irritated when people send me an email and they only put like a couple of doys. Right. I mean, the free. Doy, 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 doy. That's right. Nice going there. Doy, 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 doy. Jay. Five doys. Five doys. And five goys. No, I don't think I'm going to be playing Dialogue by Chicago every day. I, you know, I've tried playing it once in a while. And of course, that, that was back in the late 60s when we had people just screaming and yelling. We had activists and the young people were out rioting in the streets and taking over university. Uh, uh, and they're just shutting our colleges down. We had activists. Now we've got pacifists. Everybody's lined up trying to get some gas. Keep them busy, baby. Keep them busy. Keep them starving. Keep them panicky. Keep them scared. That's the motto of the neocons. One of the great con jobs of all time. The fact that it's even close, that's what ought to be really scary. <laughs> Yeah. 
1132 at QAM. So what's the story? How come Jimmy Syphilis is uh, moonlighting? Oh, I didn't ask. So I asked, and uh, Allison is not sure exactly what the technical of it is. She said she's heard that he works like three days a week on that morning show, but she's not sure whose employee he's considered. He works three days a week on a morning show on IOD? She said that's what she's heard. She doesn't know if it's true or not. But she's, and uh, he's doing the Dolphin Games on QAM? Correct. What kind of a bunch of communist crap is that? I don't know. God. Whatever happened to loyalty? What? Next, next, you know, that jerk, jerk street, he'll be winding up on some show across the street. Jerk, jerk street. Hopefully. Maybe he'll be on with jerks. Wouldn't that be a great Quinella? Jerk and jerks? That would be. By the way, just to keep you up to date. Yes? I'm having an uh, email exchange with both uh, Eric and uh, Steve, the guy that shot the video. And one way or another, we're going to get it uh, uploaded, probably onto YouTube, and then have the link, uh, you know, and then we can put it on our MySpace pages. I mean, it's not like people, the, you know, not the greatest things in sliced bread, but for people who have been listening since the right. IOD days, it's, it's kind of interesting. And, just, uh, and for those people who remember loop. Stan Major and Tom Denenberg <laughs> and Fat Rich and little Tommy J. Oh, that's the sinkhole thing. Yeah. Remember that? Remember when we yeah. could play that? Uh-huh. Asswipe. Yeah. Sinkhole. What's that under? Denenberg Diddy. You ought to know. I ought to know. You ought to know. Fee is still the world's biggest asshole. Tom Denenberg. That was good. The world's biggest soul. Thank you. He was very proud of that, you know. Was he? He would beam when he heard that. Little Tommy Denenberg. Yes. Well, at least he sold my show anyway. I'll he would that. identify himself as that. What do you mean by that? When he would go on sales calls and if uh, somebody recognized him from the show, he would say, yes, I'm Tom Denenberg, the world's biggest glory hole. A-hole. Sinkhole. Ass. Kiss. With a little explanation, with, little ex with no explanation, President Bush yesterday scrapped a statement he planned to give on the tumultuous financial markets, abandoning any press coverage of his meeting with key economic advisors as more developments roiled Wall Street. They're buying out AIG for $85 billion. They're bailing them out. If you go belly up, are they going to bail your ass out? No. No. But they're going to bail their ass out. Let me go over. I know it's not a pretty picture, but let me go over to CNBC, the gambling channel. Dominated today by well, the government's essential bailout of AIG, going to give it an $85 billion That's bridge loan said, in exchange yeah. for 80% of the company. Well, the S&P is down. Really the Dow is down 325 points, and the S&P is down 41, and the Nasdaq is down almost 78 points. Woo! Man, I'd go to the top of a tall building and jump right now, just like back during the Depression. People were going to tall buildings and doing the old leapy lee. As announced by the White House, Bush was scheduled to make comments to a pool of reporters after huddling with the key financial working group led by Treasury Secretary Henry Paulson. Yet after the session began, the White House told the press, never mind. We decided it would be best to limit public comments about the markets today. In other words, he ain't got no idea. He ain't got a clue, Him like him and McCain. I mean, they got to dig up that thing where McCain said, well, I really don't understand the economy. He actually said that. He said it a few times. Just like he said the fundamentals are strong. And I don't know what it is you see in Rachel Maddow beside the fact she wasn't oh, yeah. scared. She's a dyke. There you anyway. go. What? I said She's I weak. saw her. She's not I good. said I saw her. That's what I said. I want the audience to know. I just said I mentioned that I saw the bitch. Yeah. That's it. That's all I said. 
Oh, let's see. Let me let me see if this one's worth reading. Okay. It's from Kathy, and it's it's like a funny story. A man escapes from prison. Yada yada. yada. So I'll print it out and see if it's funny. Oh, and uh, did I ever get to the thing about John McCain inventing the BlackBerry? I never even mentioned no. it yet, did I? I talked to you about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of his aides says, oh, that, that's the invention you got right there. He helped invent the BlackBerry. He can't even do email. Admittedly, he admits, he brags about the fact he can't even do email. He's uh, technically illiterate. <laughs> Just like some people we know and love. That was funny. My God. And he invented the CrackBerry. Last time I checked, the, clack, the, the clackberry was invented by uh, RIM, Research in Motion, which is Canadian, eh? Am I correct? Yes. Yes. They mentioned that. Who mentioned what? Your girlfriend, Rachel Maddow, mentioned that. Oh, please. She is so weak. Kathy says, a man escapes from prison where he's been for 15 years. He breaks into a house to look for money and guns, finds a young couple in bed. He orders the guy out of the bed and ties him to a chair. While tying the girl to the bed, he gets on top of her, kisses her neck, and then gets up and goes into the bathroom. While he's in there, the husband tells his wife, Listen, this guy's an escaped convict. Look at his clothes. He probably spent a lot of time in jail. Hasn't seen a woman in years. I saw how he kissed your neck. If he doesn't want, if he wants sex, don't resist. Don't complain. Do whatever he tells you. This guy's probably very dangerous. If he gets angry, he'll kill us. Be strong, honey. I love you. To which the wife responds, He wasn't kissing my neck. He was whispering in my ear. He told me he was gay, thought you were cute, and asked if we had any Vaseline. I told him it was in the bathroom. Be strong, honey. I love you, too. <laughs> Thanks, Kathy. That's great. That is sensational. You... <laughs> Be strong. I love you, too. What a great line. That's the best. Woo! Move over, Al Gore. You may lay claim to the Internets, but John McCain helped create the BlackBerry. At least that's the contention of a top McCain policy advisor, Douglas Holtz Eakin. Waving his BlackBerry personal digital assistant and citing McCain's work as a senator, he told reporters yesterday, you're looking at the miracle that John McCain helped create. A McCain aide later dismissed the remark as a boneheaded joke by a staffer. McCain has acknowledged he doesn't know how to use a computer, can't send an email, one of the BlackBerry's prime functions. Holtz Eakin's argument is similar to one advanced by Gore, the Democratic presidential nominee in 2000. Gore once boasted about taking the initiative to create the Internet through technological and educational policies. He later was mocked for claiming to have invented the Internet, although he never made such a claim. Holtz Eakin, former director of the Congressional Budget Office, said McCain's service on and leadership of the Senate Commerce Committee put him at the intersection of a number of economic interests, including the telecommunications industry. Let me say it again. It wasn't even invented in the U.S. It was invented in Canada by uh, Research in Motion, the BlackBerry. The Arizona Senators handling of regulation and deregulation of that industry in particular left him with the skills to help revive the economy amid a mortgage crisis and energy crisis and a Wall Street meltdown, the advisor said. He can and has the judgment to put people in place with technical expertise, with a history of experience, in areas necessary that we're going to get reforms, Holtz Eakin said. Senator McCain aide Matt McDonald said the senator laughed when he heard the comment about the BlackBerry. He wouldn't claim to be the inventor of anything, much less the BlackBerry. This obviously was a boneheaded joke by a staffer, McDonald said. In a statement, Democratic candidate Barack Obama's campaign spokesman, Bill Burton, said, If John McCain hadn't said that the fundamentals of our economy are strong on the day of one of our nation's worst financial crises, the claim that he invented the BlackBerry would have been the most preposterous thing said all week long. His name. The best talent. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. 
presidential candidate Sarah Palin talked about her faith. He saw Palin speak in tongues. We're going to lay more pipelines. Women want to see what she stands for. Men want to see her on all fours. She's a Bible thump, her dream come true. Because sex sells with the right wing too. Sarah Palin, hot and nasty. Republican woman, a caribou Barbie. Sarah Palin, the serenader, complete with gun holster and designer specs. 11.45 at 5.60 WQAM. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Shavuos. I think I bit my tongue. You think? That's the Lord. Well, the Lord is punishing me. You're not sure? If I bite my tongue hard enough, you'll have to do the show. Oh, yeah. Maybe when I was eating that bacon. Maybe. Richard says, Tuesday, Palin and McCain gave a speech in Ohio. It was on TV. Palin gave her speech first in front of a full audience. When she finished, a lot of people started to leave before McCain was ready to speak. How smart are these people, and who's running for president here? I'm ashamed to be a Republican. Maybe we can have Boca change that song, it says. Chicken neck. Thanks. I really like your show since you went to email, says Richard. Thanks, Dick. He's ashamed to be a Republican, and rightfully so. Well, I mean, that, that's why they brought her in there, to give a little pizzazz to the whole thing. The, the, the campaign was like dead as a doornail, dying on the vine. <laughs> And then they brought in the hockey mom to spice it up a little bit. And everybody got all whipped up about her. Who's that doddering old man standing off to the side? Oh, he's the guy that intervened. Oh, and there's a cute thing here from Kenneth. What they meant by inventing the Blackberry is not the electronic device, but rather the actual fruit, meaning John McCain is as old as God. <laughs> cute. He invented the fruit. Ralph wants to know who's got better hair or Kenneth Masmacho, George or Rachel Maddow. Okay. I don't like her at all. Not even a little tiny bit. Okay. She's weak. I, I didn't say I did. I said I. I didn't say. Her. I didn't say that you, you did. Said I didn't say anything about what you said. <laughs> you just keep denying and denying right. and defending, yeah. defending against things I haven't even said yet. Yeah. George loves her, by the way. He thinks yeah. she's great. I want to have her baby. Oh, well, that, how do you do that? <laughs> Maybe through a. Cube. Yeah. Here's Captain Singh with a pool. Your favorite adult entertainment magazine. Hustler, Penthouse, Playboy, Club, High Society, Celebrity Skin, George's favorite. Transformation, She Males, Hustler, Barely Legal, Playgirl, Gent, and Jugs. Captain Singh also says one more thing. Do you go to a lot of the Leafs games? Captain Singh, I don't go to any of the Leafs games. How do you like that? Thanks for turning us on to hockey. Went to five Panthers games last year. Saw Sidney Crosby play for the first time. What a hell of a player. Take care. Yeah, what a hell of a player. Too bad he don't play for the Panthers or the Leafs. He plays for the Penguins, unfortunately. No, I don't quite. I sit and watch in the comfort. In fact, the whole idea of going to sporting events is, uh, to me, just grotesque. You know what I mean? Yep. I'm not talking about your uh, hate for uh, spectator sports. I'm just talking about when you can sit at home in your comfort and relax and watch it on your big screen TV in HD. Why the hell do people go to ball games? I mean, they, they certainly learn better than to go to the Marlins games. I, I know why. So that you can uh, call people on your cell phone. But also there. TV. The Little Brown Jug is tomorrow. Jug.com. It's TV at Little Brown Jug. Ever see Little Brown Jugs? Just this morning. Now, what were you just going to say? It's, you go to the game so that you can call someone on your cell phone that is also at the game and then wave to them. Mm-hmm. 
Where is this? Oh, the Delaware Fair. There's David Miller and there's Cheryl Haynes and um, the Miller guy from Ohio. What the hell's his name? Brett. And Kevin Ader. No comments, please. That's his name, A-T-E-R. Wouldn't you change your name if your name was Ader? No. 186 on the poll. Which of these disturbs you the most about South Florida? People who can't or won't speak English. English, whatever. See, I can't speak it. 59. No speak English. That's what my uh, lady at the Chinese convenience store in my hood says. Yeah. No speak English. No speak. And she doesn't. She and her husband run the convenience store, but uh, no speak English. Which is a good, a good way to do it when you're in a country where everybody speaks English. Except the frogs. Mm-hmm. The hate, 40. That was a late addition. Late with the hate, but 40 votes already. The driver's 27. I don't live there, 20. 10% of the people on our poll don't even live in South Florida. Congratulations to them, by the way. Crime, 20. Crappy school, 17. Old people, 7. Old, crabby old people. Nasty, rotten old people. Hateful old people that open up each other's mail. A bunch of yentas. Artie, the uh, Jew in Sebring, says, I feel much better now that the guy with seven houses and a multi-billionaire wife has assured us that the fundamentals of our economy is strong. Get off of that racing channel now. Oh, eight minutes till the fourth race at Delaware, the Delaware Fair, where they have the uh, little brown jug tomorrow. Are you going to be watching that? Yes. I'm lying. Okay, let's go to the uh, CNBC. Morning call with Ted David at Susan Obama. He hasn't been on a channel for a year, two years. Remember when Ted David used to call the show? Yep. Oh, the Dow's making a little bit of a comeback. It's down only 288 points. The S&P is down 37 and a half. And the Nasdaq's down uh, 75, 70-something. Euro, 141.42. Nasdaq's down 69 and a half. Sorry. It's not looking good. Here comes the bunny, and there goes your money. Thanks, Artie. You're getting real chronic, but that's okay. Like I said, I don't mind it on the fax machine. You know, thinking back to the days with the calls, which it's only like a week ago today that I stopped permanently. Oh, you're wrong, Neil. You'll take them again. No. No, I will not. Never again. I'd rather poke my eyes out with a needle than, than to start taking phone calls again. I'm your friend. I'm your friend. What has gone on here the last two and a half, getting close to three years under this current regime is so grotesque, so unspeakable, so unimaginable, so gruesome. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Is there any doubt about it? Oh, no. I wasn't about to argue with anything. I'm, I know that. Other than you like Rachel Maddow. I love her. Alvaro, Alvaro from Miami. Is that how you say it, Alvaro? Sure, why not? Dear God, I find it very disturbing that all these multi-billion dollar corporations are going belly up. I guess this is the result of deregulation, yes, as well as the lack of law enforcement by the powers that be. What's worse is that those people, CEOs, who played with the investors' money, the middle class who invest, are going to escape prosecution and already are planning their vacations with the money that they'll reap and likely steal from these people. I have an IRA. It kills me to see that it's gone down about 30% or so since this administration took over. Where's the justice for a little guy who scrounges up a few bucks so we might retire when we're old and feeble? Forget about it. It's like they want us to keep working and starve while the fat cat managers and CEOs live it up at our own expense. Now you're catching on. That's the right-wing effing way, baby. Alvaro, Alvaro. In closing, I saw on the news that Lehman Brothers also went belly up. What a surprise. And that it's going to cost the state of Florida $70 million or so in income. At least that's what the Nazis at Channel 7 said. 
Think the Marlins will still get that stadium now the state of Florida short seventy million? You bet. They'll find it if they have to steal it. Or is it a uh city issue? Either way it leaves us with a huge bill for those ten or so people who still love the Marlins, like Joe Rose, who won't stop pumping the Marlins. They're gonna make the playoffs, the playoffs. And what is this with his electric bill? Have you noticed that? No. No. With his electric you haven't heard that spot where he says and then forget about the electric bill. The no. electric bill. Yeah. P.S. I just got my voter registration card. I'll be voting for Obama. I just hope I can get to the polls, assuming all my information matches on the government database, as well as my Blockbuster membership, because if one doesn't match the other, I'm SOL. Well, good luck to you, Alvaro. Just sneak in there. Sneak in there and vote a few times. What are we going to do about this damn stock market? I don't know. Go broke? I'm sure glad I'm out. It was bad when I was in, but, boy, it's sure even worse to be out. What is this about WQAM? Who has the biggest butt? The girls, not the guys. We don't have any girls. We've only got a couple. And, and why, why is he sending me his picture? This is me, Neil. Paul, the, the geek. Ugly guy. Andre West Park. Sorry, Andre, but you're ugly. Did he uh, write your name on his self? Penis? Yes. I don't know. He just has a picture of himself. He doesn't have a, I, don't, I don't want to see a picture of his penis. That was, uh, who was that? I forgot. Ed. Ed. Oh. And I noticed since I mentioned that, Chronic Ed hasn't sent me one email today. Isn't that good? Thank Isn't that what God. what you wanted? Thank God. Goodbye, Ed. Yeah, well, I turned him down, you know. Was sending me like 20 and 50 and 150,000. All these one line, uh, just, you know, just to reach out and touch. I don't want to be touched by you, Ed, and I'm sure nobody else does either. And that guy who just sent me his picture. Why would somebody send me their picture? For your approval? Mm -hmm. I disapprove. I wholeheartedly disapprove. Sorry, you're ugly, Andre. I mean, I'm ugly, but I'm not sending my picture around to everybody. Here's one from somebody with no name. Been listening to your show while living in Miami, working in the central part of the state with static, but still listen. Now overseas, your show has been entertaining and informative every day I've listened. Well, of course. I might not email you often, like my call to your show only once in 24 years. Why did you know you're appreciated? Well, thank you so much. By the way, please tell George to dump the wife and stop giving that Lopez woman any airtime. She is horrible. Horrible. Like that nip and suds. It's terrible. Oh, I got that and in here. She one. is horrible. What? I got that in here somewhere, I think. Do you? I got yeah, it in one place. Te- terrible. Terrible. Oh, I well. mean, it's terrible. Well, I, I could play the whole thing. It's not that long, you know. It's just these guys nipping suds and whatever the heck it is. And the people that call in, they're just like them, like that they were on the, uh, what What do you call it, the weeds, and they're high, and they're, I mean, it's terrible. For years that I've been uh, listening to 610, and and this here. This here is the best talent. Later. It's Dick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. <laughs> I am a Republican, accountable for nothing, impervious to any wrongdoing. I am golden. Democrats disgust me. Liberals are filthy vermin who are bred like rats. I am Republican. I am against hate. I hate hate. Unless, of course, it's my own. I am Republican, and I am not a racist. 
Neither are my friends at the country club. I am a Republican. Sex is for humans. I am a Republican. I am against civil rights and abortion. I have a license plate to prove it. I am a Republican. A bad economy is a good thing. I am a Republican. I support an unprovoked war against Iraq. Not only because I'm ordered to do so, but I believe exploiting the deaths of 3,000 Americans is good for business. I am a Republican. I am proud to have ex-cons running my government. I know they will never come for me, for I have nothing to hide. I am a Republican. I enjoy listening to Rush Limbaugh with my dog's balls in my mouth. I am a Republican. I wish Hitler were still alive so I could eat the corn out of his doo-doo. I am a Republican. And you will know me. That will be me in the leather head cover, being led around the fetish club naked by a leech. <sighs> oh, God, I love that. Lying there in a pile of discarded tampons in the ladies' room. Mm. Oh, yes. Oh, words on my belly with your lipstick. The Vaseline's in the bathroom. I love you too, honey. I still can't get over that. That was cute. That was. 1202 at 560 WQM. There's your president sitting there looking like Dumbo the Clown commenting on the uh, U.S. Embassy attack in Yaman. It was asked to do a very difficult job, and he did it with distinction and honor. Yaman. He was a part of the planning for the surge. Right, here we go with the surge again. Surge this. Surge Savard. Justin says, I've been a loyal listener for about 10 years now. I love the new format. The calls suck. Absolutely correct, Justin. Absolutely correct. They suck. They blew. Not as much as Joyce. This format also allows people to work for a living to contact you. That's right. People who have a life. I'm very stubborn. It's taken me three election cycles to learn this. There is no reasoning with Republicans who will vote for whoever is on the ticket no matter what. There are no amount of factual information. No, there is no amount. Your grammar is bad, Justin. That will change these people's minds. I presented my conservative friends with factual information, debunking McCain's claims that Obama will raise taxes for people making 40 grand, that Obama is a Muslim, Obama doesn't support the troops, yada, yada, yada. It's the same as trying to argue religion with these people. They can't be confused with the facts. It's like my old boss once told me, you can't have a rational argument with people who think irrationally. Having just finished reading the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, I'm trying to listen to his advice that the best way to win an argument is to avoid it. The advice is easier said than done, says Justin. P.S. I just read a great article I was published in Rolling Stone a couple of months ago. I didn't want to send you the link because I know that bothers you. Now, it doesn't bother me. It's just that I don't uh, always have time to deal with it. The article was entitled, Jesus Made Me Puke. It was about a Rolling Stone reporter who went undercover to one of those evangelical retreat weekends. The writer of the article, Matt Taibbi, is very interesting and fun to read. If this sounds like something of interest to you, I'd be happy to send a link along. Send it along, Justin. Thank you. Muchas gracias. Wow. That was tanking, man. Down almost 400 points, I think. Let me, let me get off of this bush crap they got on there and get back to the gambling channel. Power lunch. A lot of people are up chucking. 351. It's down. Gotta gotta go down and not up. Isn't that what the Zach said? All Something the time. Like gotta gotta go down and not up. Just this morning. 
Stocks are near sessional lows. It's mighty low, baby. People are getting all panicky. Here comes the bunny, and there goes your money. Women voters see Palin for what she is and is not, writes Kate McQueen. The McCain-Palin ticket is a milestone for the Republican Party, but not for women. Governor Sarah Palin's political views are the antithesis of the accomplishments of women whose work has enabled her to be the nominee. Neither John McCain nor Palin can claim maverick status, though they do so with a straight face. McCain has voted with his party's president in more than 90% of legislation introduced. Palin is under state investigation in an ethics scandal and has spent millions of state dollars on aerial hunting of bears and wolves instead of fixing Alaska's failing school system. Alaska has got the lowest high school graduation rate in the nation. Palin's one and a half years as governor and small town mayor experience have been cited to demonstrate that she's ready to be vice president or president. As mayor of Wasilla, she served a population of 9,000, less than Cambridge's 11,000. As governor, she serves a state population of 689,000, less than that of Baltimore County at 787,000. She knows nothing of economic policy, social security, unemployment, or working with Congress. She has no national or international experience. Women know the difference between form and substance. Palin doesn't believe in evolution, climate change, stem cell research, an end to violence and war, freedom of speech, environmental protection, universal health care, separation of church and state, or reproductive freedom. She believes in assault weapons, the war in Iraq, tax cuts for the wealthy, abstinence only, and removing polar bears from the endangered species list. Palin is not one of us and does not represent most women on the eastern shore or the western shore. Oh, I love reading some of these comments. Not. Here's one. It says, you know, Palin is good when all these liberal feminists get their thong in a wad. Oh, yeah. I don't think she's the Messiah, but I do know she has shook a mess of people. Wrote just loving it. Go, Sarah. I think the only one who's uh, really pissed off would be Hillary. At least she paved the way for the next woman president. Thank you, Hillary. As for Sarah's mothering skills, the world needs more like her. That's right. More sons like Tank. Or Track, or whatever the hell's name. Track? That's it. Thanks a lot. Everybody's been screaming for change, and you got it. I love what I see so far, but I'll be interested in the debates. It's my hope she'll chew Biden up and spit him out. It'll be a long six weeks. Yeah, she's got the mothering skills. She's got that little baby. <laughs> yeah, she's a mother, all right. And her daughter, her 17-year-old daughter, is uh, pregnant out of wedlock, and her son is a druggie and a, a derelict and a slime ball. But nevertheless, Anchorage AM radio host Eddie Burke has been suspended after broadcasting the phone numbers of women involved in organizing a protest rally against Sarah Palin over the weekend, his station manager said yesterday. In a statement, KBYRAM 700 station manager Justin McDonald said broadcasting the numbers last week was breaking station policy. Burke will be suspended for one week without pay, he said. Though I don't agree with some of the comments he made, as a licensee, we attempt to respect everyone's First Amendment rights, including Eddie Burke's, our listeners and our non-listeners, McDonald's statement said. That doesn't mean I condone inciting violence or harm in any way to people wanting to voice their opinions without, with peaceful protest. Last week, Burke, host of a conservative daily talk show, called rally organizers Charla Stern and Ilona Bessenye, socialist baby-killing maggots, read their phone numbers on the air and encouraged listeners to call them. The women said their voicemail quickly filled with angry, profane messages, some of them threatening. Burke later apologized for calling them maggots and said he didn't realize he was giving out personal cell phone numbers. Right. Just like Jolly Joe Bell didn't realize he was giving out my personal email address that time to some stranger. He's a stranger. Remember that? 
Oh, yeah. The Alaska Women Reject Palin rally drew as many as 1,500 people to the lawn of the Lusak Library on Saturday, organizers said. That number included Eddie Burke and a group of pro-Palin demonstrators who numbered an estimated 100. McDonald hosted Burke's show today and made it clear that Burke had already apologized for putting out the cell phone numbers. The suspension was a disciplinary measure, but McDonald still supports Burke's right to say what he wants on the air. On the show, McDonald encouraged listeners to welcome Burke back with warm hearts and lots of love and to email him and tell him you love him. Most listeners who called in were behind Burke had disparaging things to say about the anti-Palin protesters and the media. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. Gave out the cell phone number. They're maggots. Freedom of speech only for the right wing, only for the neocons. Everybody else, dummy up. And what kind of books are you reading in the library? 249 votes on what uh, What do you can't stand about South Florida. Old people's in last place. Maybe that's because all of our listeners are old people like me. I could be. Although I don't feel like one of them, you know what I mean? No, I don't. Lisa says, good morning, I hope I'm the first email of the day. Maybe you were, I, I don't know, these are out of order. 7.58 a.m. September 17, that was this morning. I'm so finally glad you finally got an email, but most importantly, you finally got rid of the retards who need to get a life. Your show is so much better without those stupid people holding you and George hostage. I'm glad you're back from your summer hours. No offense to George, you did a great job. also want to know that I love your show. Anyway, you were bitching this morning. You weren't happy with the emails you've been receiving, so I'm extremely pissed off and fired up. I thought I'd share my feelings with you. I'm terrified that McCain is going to win now that he's got Palin, that no one is paying attention to the fact that she's a pro-gun, anti-abortion, but her daughter has a choice, thinks the Pledge of Allegiance was written by the Founding Fathers, and preaches in her church about going to Iraq makes me sick. God's will in Iraq. Doesn't anyone care about truth? I feel for Obama when I read, read his second book. When I heard his acceptance speech, I was so hopeful. If he accomplishes even a quarter of his agenda, we'll be one lucky nation. If he doesn't get into office, I don't know what's going to happen here, and it scares me, says Lisa. Scares the crap out of me. We need to take God out of government and get common sense people running the show. Can this happen? Obama's not just taking the high road like Kerry did, but just doesn't seem like uh, enough. We need a landslide. Any ideas? Can't someone plant a dead hooker in McCain's bed? Like the senator in Godfather. Remember the senator? Right. He had that the chicken bed, dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did this all the time. A media person whose mouth is huge to just proclaim the truth will do the job, but it just doesn't seem to be happening fast enough for me. Other than Keith Olbermann, and of course, Rachel Maddow. Oh, she's so bad. Come back to town so we can see you again. No. It was great to see you, George, and even Rick Shaw, Gulfstream, a few months ago. Even Rick Shaw. Thanks, Lisa. Poor Ricky Ticky. Like he's chopped liver. Like an afterthought. That was nice for him to come by. He's a good guy. Rick Shaw. Yes, it was. And he is. So what did you decide about that fantastic DVD? That video? Yeah. We're going to put it on YouTube one way or another. Steve, the guy that has it, uh, if he already has it on a hard drive, then he can already upload it on uh, YouTube yeah. without me having to rip it. But if he doesn't want to, then I'll do it uh, this evening sometime, perhaps when I get home. And uh, we'll put it on YouTube and then uh, link it up, link it up, link it up. You can post it as a comment on other people. Great, let's link it up, pages, link it up. Etc. Got to got to go up and got to link up and not down. The Dow is down 354 points. I, I just mentioned that in passing. I don't want you to get depressed. I don't want you to take all your money out of the bank and get all psychotic. Yeah, there actually are people calling some of these talking heads. Oh, should I take my money out of the bank and put it under the mattress? 
Isn't that sad? Yeah, it is. A chicken in every pot and two cars in every garage. Just remember, canned goods and ammunition. You go, girl. 1218 at 560 WQM. A whole bunch of emails just come up puking in here. How do you like that? Neil at neilrogers.com, by the way. Bring it on. No more calls. Now, maybe Chris notices the way that Al Michael says the ball, the ball, like there's a W in it, B-A-W-L, the ball. Uh, I don't really pay that much attention to it, I guess. What is wrong with you? What? Maybe that's why you're not going to be here Friday. You better start paying more attention to important things like Al Michael's. Okay. What's that under Alan Alan Moe? What now? Al Michaels and Moe. Don't you know that bit? No. Yeah. With a oh, that one. Yeah, that one. Brian will tell us as soon as the uh, delay catches up. Oh. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Let's see. Oh, here's one. Here it what? is. MHD-Al Michaels. MHD. MHD Goober. In a hotel somewhere in Hallandale. I don't got it. You oughter. No got it. You're doing MHD dash? Yeah. No Reagan spaces. goes to hell. Reagan. Or Mo goes to hell. I don't got it. Huh. But you got it. Want me to play it now? No. Okay. Here's one from Rusty on the road in Southern New England. Rachel Maddow rules, he says. She's bad. She's weak. She's weak. Smart, cute, educated, progressive, articulate, fearless, and uses common sense, logic, and withering sarcasm to skewer Republicans for a living. She is the anti-Palin. Oh, my God. Oh. And, yes, she's gay and proud, too. Well, big deal. Congratulations. Obviously, Neil, you're free to, not to like or admire the woman, but why the need to tell us how terrible she is over, over and over again? You do it with Bill Maher. You did it for a long time with Keith Olbermann. Now you're doing it with her. Now, I never said Keith Olbermann was terrible. I always said he had a great show. I said I was pissed off about the uh, rumors that he was involved in the getting I'm as fired. I've always said that he did a, has had a hell of a show. He's not the only good news show on TV. And Bill Maher, am I going to change my opinion about Bill Maher? Of course not. He's a little twerp. Stop. We don't care that you don't like her. Well, guess what? One thing I don't, I said this the other day, I'll say it again. I don't take instruction on what to say on the air. They pay me to give my opinions. Not yours, Rusty. I'm glad you like her, okay? Somebody's got to. Support or at least lay off the tiny handful of liberals who have actually made it on the national media and working to educate the public and stop the insanity. That's right. Lay off. And tell George it's perfectly okay to love Ms. Maddow for her fine mind and her politics, if nothing else, but that he can't have her baby because I signed up for the job a long time ago. Oh, Rusty, you've never <laughs> got the hots for Rachel. I see. I just said, I saw her. What? That's all I said. You said you wanted her to have your baby. Oh, that was earlier. 
Yeah. I'll well, go. Rusty's in there first. All right. Well, I'll just back in there. up. That's bad. <laughs> I'll Nobody's bring the in there. No guys are getting in there. Anyway, Tim in Miami says, here's another spy report on Jimmy Syphilis. I was waking up when Jimmy was doing the crossover talk before starting his show this morning. Jimmy will also be on WYOD 6 to 9 a.m. Thursday and Friday. While I, when I was listening, he made no claims about working in addition to filling in the three days this week. Oh, he's filling in. Lots of rumors about Jimmy Syphilis over there. Now, who's doing that morning show now? No idea. Is it Manny Munoz? I don't know. George? I don't know. Manny from Kendall? Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know who does the morning show over there. Pete's in Lake Worth. <laughs> My favorite, though, is... Hello. Randy, I don't hate yeah. you at all. Congratulations. Get out of here, Meg. Get out of here, Meg. That's the, That was Randy at her best. When she was ripping Bob Green in the ass and when she was ripping Meg. That was her best. Anyway, it says, um, when I was listening, he made no claims about working in addition to filling in the three days this week. Jimmy spoke about other things associated with his filling in, but I was still waking up and can't reliably quote him. Well, let's get some reliable quotes on Jimmy Syphilis. Thanks again for taking messages via email, Tim and Miami. Thank you, Tim. We'll, we'll get a, a spy report on Jimmy Syphilis doing mornings across the street. Well, not even across the street. Where are they now? Where's IOD? I don't know. Well, why not? Haven't been there in a while. Cheap Channel. Is it in a building down the street where uh, we were for a while? Maybe. Paxton? I don't know. If I was you, I'd, I'd get in the car right now and I'd hop right on and take right a wireless on my mic. Way. Take that wireless mic and hop right on down there and take a puke and see what's going on. Ralph, uh, this is cute. Chinese laundry story. Not as good as the other one. About the Vaseline right. in the bathroom. Probably, uh, too. Do that okay. one over again in the, like the 1 o'clock hour sometime. <laughs> it's already deleted. Aw. I told you oh, well, to do that. I'll go back and find it again. Trash. Ralph says the Chinese laundry story. A woman was unhappy with the way her laundry was done at a local Chinese laundry, so she put a note. She wrote a note and put it in the bag with the next collection of soiled clothing. Use more soap on panties. She got the clean laundry back, was still dissatisfied with the results. So the following week, she enclosed another note. Use more soap on panties. The Chinese laundryman became very annoyed, and when her clean laundry was delivered, it contained a note from him. I use plenty of soap on panties. Use more paper on ass. You don't like that one? Not, not like the other one, no. You don't think that's cute? It's cute. I'll save it for later. Here's one from L.D. who says, here's what's ironic. If Al Gore had become president in 2001 like he was supposed to and gotten reelected, which he would have, Jewel Lieberman would likely have been Democratic nominee right now. <laughs> oh, God. And if McCain were still the opponent, turncoat, son of a bitch, Lieberman would be ripping McCain a new ass right now. P.S. Every time McCain says, my friends, I puke in my mouth a little bit. He's not my friend. He's a tired, bitter, senile old man. Amen. So, so according like to their website? The, uh, what? Say, according to their website? What website? 610. Yeah. 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. is called South Florida's First News. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, it doesn't say who does it. So, and it's just the footy show, Rush Limbaugh, and all that other junk. I'll guarantee you sooner or later we'll get a definitive email about the Jimmy Syphilis situation. 
You think? Eventually, if you uh, wait long enough. Well, let me take a look on here. Let me look at my, uh, oh, there's a couple on there. Jesus made me puke. Can't use the email. Pool idea. I don't think there's anything in here about Jimmy Syphilis. Oh, here's a link to a YouTube video. I don't want it. I don't want it. Oh, there's McCain in 82. Look at that. Wow. With the white hair and the whole deal. I still don't want it. Jesus made me puke. Let's see. Is W run by the Saudis? If not, then who's in charge over there? Oh, that's Ed. Oh, Ed came back. Ed with the penis. Oh, here's one. Poll idea. What will happen with the OJ trial? Don't care. Don't know and don't care. Fry his ass. Somebody said yesterday, somebody sent me an email, which I did not read on the air. It said, oh, are you watching the OJ trial? It's on uh, Court TV right now. No, I was not then and I'm not now. Mm. I mean, talk about neurotic repetition. Some of these people just want to keep reliving the same crap. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Same old, same old, my God. 694 or 894 out of 899. Yeah, we know that about McCain. It's old, okay? And what about Jesus? Here you go. I attached. Oh, there's Justin. Give me the link to that thing about Jesus made me puke. Thanks, Justin. Cheap Channel. Okay, maybe here we go with some information. Cheap Channel is in the building off the turnpike across from Calder on Riviera Boulevard. WIV is on the top floor in the southwest corner. A disgruntled former employee. P.S. I sent you an email last night. I hope you liked it, says Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. I don't know if I got it. There was that other one from Lisa, 758 this morning. But the Dow is down 352 points. Seems like it's... What? See, it seems like it's a revolving door of hosts. Can you play the jingle that calls Joe Rose a big head and a whole bunch of things? It's the one that calls him Winnebago head and a whole bunch of other things. Sorry if I'm being a chronic, but I love Joe Rose. That song is hilarious. I don't know what song he's talking about. Do you? Nope. Well, we'll make one. The sports leader. What a suck up job that was. I'd like to take a vacation this month, but it looks like I won't go anywhere. Cause I can't afford to be driving my Ford. It guzzles gas like I guzzle beer. And if I keep thinking about it too long, I get angry and frustrated inside. Looks like this summer will be a big bummer. I can't even go for a ride. <laughs> when the change in the price of food changes your attitude, and all you can do is complain. To fill up my tank, I'll be robbing a bank. You'll have old Beck to thank if I do that someday. Remember when gasoline wasn't expensive? It was back in 1968. We need to find an alternative fuel source, and we're at least ten years too late. Cause nobody planned for tomorrow, 
That's why it's such a mess we're in. Feeling like fools, using up fossil fuels, and we're over a barrel again. When the change in the price of food means we're all really screwed, and all we can do is complain. We'll spend all our bucks just to fill up our trucks while we watch our economy go down the drain. Watch our economy go down the drain. Uh-huh. Watch our economy go Absolutely. down the drain. Yes. Right down the toilet, baby. It's like sitting back and watching Jolly Joe Bell destroy this joint. I mean, just butcher it. He put the cleaver in... Uh, in Beaver. Did he? Vincent T. says, Dave Lamont used to do the morning show, but now Manny Munoz, as if we don't know that. Hey, Vincent, thank you, but uh, it's old news. Sometimes Kelly Craig does the show between 7 and 9 a.m. Yep. When I must have a big chair for Kelly. Sorry, Kelly, we love you, but, God, you're just gigantic. And then last Wednesday, Mike Inglis did it. Who? The voice of the Miami Heat. Who that? I believe he's the uh, the guy that broadcasts. Well, what are you game. doing listening to IOD in the morning? Me? Yeah. I'm on their website. Well, what what does that mean? I'm looking on their website, and it says Wednesday, September 3rd, 2008, News Radio 610's Manny Munoz and NBC's Kelly. Well, Craig how come there's nothing on there about Jimmy Syphilis? Uh, because I'm not asking today. about Dave Lamont and his farts, or about Kelly Craig and her fat. I'm asking about Jimmy Sibley. Not, not that I really care. It's not a big deal. But well, I don't see anything about him listed on here in the past. Well, I, if you were them, would you put it? Would you put on at the on the website that you're putting him on the air? Of course. Oh, you say Miami Dolphins broadcaster. Only 307 now. Do you hear what I just said? Uh huh. It's a buying opportunity. Face today, but a new spirit of unity and shared responsibility will. Now, John McCain has also released an ad, a shorter ad, uh, dealing with the economy. Oh, the Dow is uh, under 300 down, 299. What do you think? Big comeback today? Mm. Here comes the bunny, and there goes your money. I'm not sure what being Chinese has to do with it, says uh, this, another Chinese joke. Hung Chow calls into work and says, hey, I know coming to work today, I'm really sick. Got headaches, stomachache, and legs hurt, I know come work. The boss says, you know something, Hung Chow? I really need you today. When I feel sick like you do, I go to my wife and tell her to give me sex. That makes everything better, and I go to work. You try that. Two hours later, Hung Chow calls again. I do what you say. I feel great. I'll be at work soon, and you got a nice house. Funny-ish. It was amusing. Not like that other one. Well, not, nothing is going to be like so. In other words, everything is going to be held up to that standard. It's well, got to be for the rest of the day. The yeah, that's going to be a hard act to follow, right? Uh, you're not laughing. About what? Either one of those last two jokes you read. No. But that first I, one I, had I a stitches. The first one I yeah. chortled, yeah. Yeah. Because it was hysterical. We guffawed. She's hysterical. <laughs> Jack says one of the saddest, most frustrating aspects of being a fan of your great show is the fact that you aren't syndicated across the country as you should be. Oh yeah, here we go with this crap again, Jack. <laughs> it pisses me off that losers like. Rushed limp balls and Clint Dreck continue to pollute the airwaves with their putrid swill. Hard to believe that so many mental defectives relate to that garbage. They don't have a tenth of talent you have, and limp balls is getting a $400 million contract. If there was any justice in this world, they'd be pouring dump truck loads of cold hard cash on you and George around the clock. Oh, yeah. They're pouring crap on us all, right? Around the clock. Yeah. 
I really wish your show could be as it was in the heyday. Without the Beasley idiots and the FCC backseat programming, uh, I started listening to your show the day after 9-11 and been hooked ever since. The changes have been drastic since then, but kudos to you and George for still putting a great product forth despite being hamstrung by the word Nazis. The word Nazis. P.S. Dump that loser Norma and give us all hope. Well, George and the Chicken Neck have got this really great agent who, once he goes out and buys a radio, is going to really be in tune with what's going on. Right. He's not an agent. He never claimed to be an agent. But uh, lawyer, you just keep making stuff up. If he was going to represent you, then how, how could he not be an agent? Or he was going to find us an agent. That's right. And he was going to take 30%. The agent was going to take yeah, 100%. Whatever. Right. Exactly. Everybody talks. He didn't know a radio from his ass. He made Jolly Joe Bell look like uh, the executive of the year. Whatever you say. I'm, I'm telling you, I talked to the guy at length. Uh, yeah, at length. Five minutes once. What? Huh? Say what? What? What did you just say? You talked to him for 45 minutes. Yeah. Well, what if I would have talked to him for two hours? Would that have made it better? Would that have made him more knowledgeable about the business? Yeah, maybe. Same old stuff again, man, about James Crystal Radio and about this one and that one. And nobody can compare to Norm. I mean, once you got Norm, you're Nobody, I would agree with that. We finally have come to agreement on something today. Nobody does it like Norma. Thank God. Norma can't. Silly queen. You fairy. David says, Dave in New York. Oh, Raider Nation. Oh, my God. Poor Dave. Neil and George, I agree with you 100% on the idiots who go to sporting events. I don't understand why people care more about talking on their cell phones in games than they do about the game. Well, go to a Panther game sometime, Dave. Come on down. And you'll see these idiots uh, waving. They're standing up while the game is going on and waving at somebody uh, three sections away. Hey, Joe. Oh, yeah, like that. And in the meantime, you're trying to watch the game. I'll never forget that one time I yelled at the guy to sit down. He turns around. Well, why? Because I want to see the game, a-hole. Why? For instance, I was home watching the Mets and Nats last night on my large HDTV. There were these two women yakking to each other for the whole game. They were in the front row behind the plate. They couldn't care less about the game. I wonder who they were playing grab-ass with to get those seats. And the guy next to them was yakking on his cell phone the whole game as well, waving to his friends. And in closing, I'm flying up to Buffalo this weekend for the Raiders-Bills game. Can I call you or George from the game and get up and wave to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see you. There you yeah, are. There you I'm here. I'm here. Look at me. I'm over here. <laughs> if you blow too much, you're in trouble. Hey, how you doing? I'm Tom Brady's knee. You know... I've been through a lot these past few years. All that pounding on the football field. Laura Bush rubbing me at the White House. Oh, and the rug burns I got with Giselle Bungeon. <laughs> well, now it looks like I get to take it easy for a while after that fat guy from Kansas City landed on me. Jeez, who was that mook? Kirstie Alley's personal trainer? Anyway, I didn't come here to whine. I'm Tom Brady's knee. I've had it pretty good. I just wanted to send a special message to all those geeks who had Tom on their fantasy football teams. Get a tampon, you little girls. 
climb out of your parents' basement and see if you can remember what that big yellow ball in the sky is. A bunch of losers. Hey, Giselle, I need some more ice over here, honey. And don't forget the Vaseline. It's in the bathroom. Speaking of that, yeah. a successful farmer died and left everything to his devoted wife. She was a very good-looking woman, determined to keep the farm, but knew very little about farming. So she decided to place an ad in the newspaper for a farmhand. Two men applied for the job. One was gay, and the other one was a drunk. She thought long and hard about it, and when no one else applied, she decided to hire the gay guy, figuring it would be safer to have him around the house than the drunk. He proved to be a hard worker who put in long hours every day, knew a lot about farming. For weeks, the two of them worked hard. The farm was doing very well. Then one day, the farmer's widow said to the hired hand, You've done a really good job, and the farm looks great. You should go into town kick up your heels. The hired hand readily agreed and went into town one Saturday night. One o'clock came, however, he didn't return. Two o'clock, no hired hand. He returned around 2.30, and upon entering the room, he found the farmer's widow sitting by the fireplace with a glass of wine waiting for him. She quietly called him over to her. Unbutton my blouse and take it off, she said. Trembling, he did as she directed. Now take off my boots. He did as she asked ever so slowly. Now take off my socks. He removed each one gently and placed them neatly by her boots. Now take off my skirt. He slowly unbuttoned it, constantly watching her eyes in the firelight. Now take off my bra. Again, with trembling hands, he did as he was told and dropped it into the, uh, to the floor. Now, she said, take off my panties. By the light of fire, he slowly pulled them down and off. Then she looked at him and said, if you ever wear my clothes into town again, you're fired. <laughs> Got a laugh out of George. It's cute. That was Chris cute. chuckling. Yeah. yeah. That was good. That was pretty cute. A little bit long, but it was well worth it. It was worth it for the punchline. Yes, it was. Wait. Oh, this email thing. I thought it was a good idea. That Mark guy, boy. That, so many sour people, you know? It's like anything else. Just because it's a different medium doesn't think that you're going to get, uh, you know, different people or better material or any of those things. I mean, this is today is only one week we've been doing the emails. I already give it like 7 billion points better than those stupid calls. Hey, I'm your friend. I'm your friend. Excellent program, Neil. Very controversial. Oh. A controversial show today, Neil. 319 votes on the poll. Which of these disturbs you the most about South Florida? Oh, you know what? New Yorkers. Somebody emailed that. I forgot to tell you. New Yorkers. Get it on there. Okay. Okay. Chris won't be with us Friday, by the way, because he and Allison got together and made up a story. That's right. I think they're both going out. That's what's happening. Is yeah, that what it is? Something like that. Yeah. Yep. You got a little something going on the side. Of something, something. Sure. They're going to hook you up. Which of these disturbs you the most about South Florida? People who can't or won't speak English, 109. The hate, 74. The drivers, 43. Crappy schools, 33. I don't live there, 30. I mean, no. About 30, man. Crime, 22. And old people, 10. Out of 321. I think New Yorkers, if it ever goes on there, which I don't see it, I think that's going to go zooming up. Don't you? Oh, yeah. Obama leads McCain in new poll. Oh! Medina, Medina, whoever that is. Medina. In. What? Medina. It's Medina, New York. Well, trust me. I mean, you say Virginia? Just this morning. Democrat Barack Obama's got a two-point lead. In the race against John McCain, 
whose choice of Sarah Palin as running mate helped shore up support for both candidates, according to a Reuters-Zogby poll released today. Obama leads McCain among likely voters, 47 to 45 percent, within the poll's 3.1 percent margin of error. He gained ground in last month among independent women voters and on the question of who could best manage a faltering U.S. economy. Obama wiped out McCain's five-point edge in a Reuters-Zogby poll taken in August before the conventions, a sign that the Arizona senator could be drifting back to earth from what other opinion polls was a post-convention surge. And now they're finding out who she really is. He's going to go dropping like a rock. We're back to where we always thought we would be in a very competitive race, pollster John Zogby said. The poll was taken Thursday through Saturday following a hectic month in the race to the November 4th election. But a beat, but a boop, but about. Zogby said Palin helped solidify Democratic support for Obama. For last few weeks, it's been all about Palin, and she's been a divisive force. She has shored up the base for both candidates. Obama, who struggled to solidify Democrats in August when just 74% backed him, now has the support of 89% of Democrats. McCain's support among Republicans grew from 81% last month to 89% now. Nearly a third of likely voters said the choice of Palin made them more likely to support McCain. Nearly a quarter said it made them less likely. About 43% said it would have no effect. Nearly a third said it made them more likely. How do you like that? Is that enough to make you want to cry or what? 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 Doug Thompson's got a column on Capitol Hill, and i got a whole bunch more. I thought he uh, retired. No, he didn't, he didn't retire. He retired from his daily job at the Capitol Hill Blue. But every now and then he writes a rant. Well, good. Don't retire. He's no Rachel Maddow, but the... Oh, quit picking on Rachel. She's wonderful. Leave she Rachel is so, She is so weak. She is so weak. Let me say this, though, because I'm not going to disagree with you. Go Certainly ahead. following Keith Olbermann, it is like uh, going several uh, you know, notches down notches on down. the uh, energy correct. level and everything right. like that. But at least there's one more person besides him saying some things that need oh, to be Oh, yeah, that, that's true. I grant, grant you that. I'm not saying that I disagree with what, what she says. I'm just talking about her performance. Weak. Maybe she'd put on some makeup. Yeah, she's really pasty looking. Clown makeup would be good. That'll, that'll get some dyke. attention. Bland looking dyke. Maybe if they could dollar all like 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 Paula's on. Okay. And Paula. Well, Paula. Just sprinkle some glitter on her. Give her some uh, glasses. That's right, Gary up. Glitter. How to buy a senator or a president? Doug T writes. In 1987, I ran the political programs division of the National Association of Realtors, the largest trade association in the country. One of my jobs was to serve as the association's go-to guy when they needed to sway the opinions of Congress. One afternoon, Steve Dreisler, Senior Vice President for Government Affairs, walked into my office. We've got a problem, he said. A member of the House Ways and Means Committee told one of our lobbyists today that mortgage interest deductibility is on the table. On the table meant the committee was considering reducing, even eliminating the ability of American homeowners to deduct the interest on their mortgages on their income taxes. Mortgage interest deductibility is and continues to be a bread-and-butter issue for the real estate industry. Don't worry, I told Reisler, I'll take care of it. We put together a series of radio ads to run over the next two weeks during morning and evening drive, drive-time radio in the districts of every Democratic and Republican member of the committee. Each one targeted that member. For example, in Representative Tom Downey's district in New York, a solemn-voiced announcer came on and said, Did you know Congressman Tom Downey and his fellow members of Congress want to take away one of the main reasons you bought your home? That's right. They want to do away with your right to deduct the interest you pay on your mortgage on your income taxes. We don't think that's a good idea, and we bet you don't either. If you don't, why don't you call Congressman Tom Downey and tell him to leave your mortgage interest alone? The ad included a toll-free 800 number that people could call. They gave their zip code, and the operator immediately connected them to the congressman. 
I pulled the campaign after just three days because Illinois Congressman Dan Rostenkowski, then chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, called Reisler into his office and said, Call off your attack dogs. This sucker is dead. It took just three days and $2.2 million to force Rostenkowski, then one of the most powerful members of Congress, to back down. The realtors got their way because we had the largest political action committee in town, and we had no hesitation on spending money to exercise clout. We bought access to the offices of virtually every member of Congress by showering them with maximum campaign contributions. Special friends got invites to our conventions in Hawaii, where they were encouraged to bring their families and golf clubs. One of the recipients of our generosity was a newly elected senator from Arizona, John McCain. He openly sought our support and campaign checks. We happily complied. McCain went into our files as a friend who delivered when we called. We called often. He always delivered. I could and did spend millions on an independent expenditure campaign to help put friends in the industry into office. My five years with the realtors taught me a lot about the relationship between money and power. I could pick up the phone and be put through to any member of Congress. I was invited to private political briefings at the campaign committees of both parties and to private receptions at the White House. For a while, I reveled in the power and loved the attention. New York Times ran a front-page feature about the realtors clad along with a photo of me with a $50 haircut, $300 shirt, $200 suspenders, and sitting in my office surrounded by TV monitors that kept track of both C-SPAN channels and the news. But the intoxication of power leaves a powerful hangover. This wasn't government of the people, by the people, and for the people. It was government for sale to the highest bidder, and we had the deepest pockets in town. Special interest groups ran Washington during my days at the realtors, and they continue to run Washington today. And John McCain's presidential campaign is littered with some of the most powerful lobbyists in Washington. If he's elected president, McCain won't run things at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. The lobbyists and special interests they represent will be in charge. McCain claims he's going to put an end to special interest control of Washington. He's lying. The special interests control him. They always have and they always will. I know. I once owned a piece of John McCain. Didn't cost that much. Corrupt members of Congress usually come cheap. Names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Hello, this is Arnold. This is not a tumor. It's the one to two hour. Prison break, prison break. Getting out was a big mistake. Gotta keep what I feel. It looks like their fate is sealed. That's life. For Burroughs and Scopoli. Prison break, prison break. Getting out was a big mistake. Make a deal, cop a plea. Every time they think they're free. Then us, here comes more lunacy. One minute, Sarah's dead. Gretchen cut off her head. But wait now. Break, prison break, getting out. 
He's getting paid a lot of money. Oh my God! Why, why did I even play that? I, I don't know. I, I have, well, actually, it was a mistake. In Run to prison long. break. A man, and I shouldn't really read these off the screen. I should read them first. Probably a man was loved to his wife when he looked up and saw his young son stood by the door watching them. The kid ran away, and a few minutes later, reluctantly, the dad decided to try to explain to him what he saw. When he entered the room, he was shocked to find Junior banging Grandma. What the hell is happening here, cried Dad. See, said the son, not so funny when it's your mom, is it? <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> oh, like I said, read him cold right off the uh, monitor. Sure, I had my finger over the dump button just in case you opened just up the potty case, mouth. Right. Yeah, I would have had to bleep you there. Richard says, although I can't agree with you on Bill Maher, well, I don't, I don't care whether you agree or not, Richard, he's a twerp. He makes me nauseous. I certainly agree 100% about Rachel Maddow. I agree with her politics, but I liked her so much better when she played Chandler on Friends. Cute. Now, maybe you'd know that because I never watched Friends, so I don't know who Chandler is. Obviously a guy. That's all you need to get. Oh, in other words, uh, she's so dykey? Righty. I don't like her because she's uh, not because she's so dikey. I just, I just, uh, she just brings nothing, uh, no enthusiasm. She's bland, bland. Gary says, "Oh, this is the guy who was the horse guy, the ex-horse trainer." I wrote yesterday, promise I won't become a chronic, but I forgot to thank you in the email of yesterday, turning me on to body wash. It's the greatest. I'm 100% heterosexual. We'll never go back to bar soap. The best I found is oil of Olay with ribbons. Oh, I've seen that. In fact, there's one of them that's pink. I'm sure that's not the one Gary's using, but it's pink. I know the name of the product brand will turn off the majority of men because it's a woman's company for women, but it's the best out there. Besides, who cares about men who need to be so macho? Screw them. No, you screw them. I've tried dozens of uncompared oil of Olay. Give it a try. How do you like that? All right. Thanks, Gary. And there was no extra charge for the body wash. Oh, and look at this. Did you see about uh, Swillery was going to... Swillery Clinton got, has canceled an appearance at a New York rally next week after organizers blindsided her by inviting Sarah Palin. Several American Jewish groups plan a major rally outside the U.N. on September 22, next Monday, to protest against Iranian President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. Organizers said yesterday that both Clinton, who nearly won the Democratic nomination, and Palin are expected to attend. That would have set up a closely scrutinized and potentially explosive pairing in the midst of a presidential campaign, one in which the New York senator is campaigning for Barack Obama, while Palin actively courts disappointed Swillery supporters. Clinton aides were furious. They first learned of the plan to have both Clinton and Palin appear when informed by reporters. Her attendance was news to us, and this was never billed to us as a partisan political event, said Clinton spokeswoman Philip Raines. Senator Clinton will therefore not be attending. Philippe. Like Ryan Philippe. Philippe. And he doesn't uh, talk like you claim he, no, he does. Only in that movie does he talk Just like in that one movie he talks like that. And so does James Caan talk like that. I never heard you make fun of James Caan. Probably because... 
I always make fun of James. A McCain-Palin campaign official speaking on condition of anonymity because Palin's schedule hasn't has been announced yet said only that Palin tentatively planned to attend the rally. Malcolm Honline, executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, did not immediately return messages yesterday seeking comment, nor did other organizers of the rally. Other event sponsors are the National Coalition to Stop Iran Now, United Jewish Communities, and the Jewish Community Relations Council of New York. Both McCain and Obama have made strong appeals to Jewish voters, especially in crucial states like Florida. They're eating a lot of deli these days, let me tell you. Obama's emphasized to Jewish audiences his commitment to Israel's security and his work to dispel doubts created by false rumors that he's a Muslim. Oh, he's a Muslim, you know, and he's got that funny name and that funky little haircut, you know, blah, 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 blah. Oh, God. The Indian. Now, what is this supposed to mean? The Indian with one testicle. Should I read this? Uh, yes. There once was an Indian who had only one testicle and whose given name was One Stone. He hated that. He hated that name and asked everyone not to call him One Stone. After years and years of torment, One Stone finally cracked and said, If anyone calls me One Stone again, I will kill him. The word got around, and nobody called him that anymore. Then one day, a young woman named Bluebird forgot and said, Good morning, One Stone. He jumped up, grabbed her, and took her deep into the forest, where he made love to her all day and all night. He made love to her all the next day, until Bluebird died from exhaustion. The word got around that One Stone meant he promised, uh, m meant what he promised he would do. Years went by, and no one dared call him by his given name until a woman named, named Yellowbird returned to the village after being away. Yellowbird, who was Bluebird's cousin, was overjoyed when she saw One Stone. She hugged him and said, Good to see you, One Stone. How long does this go on? I don't know. Well, it's one of these things where you have to keep scrolling down. Hmm. Uh, uh, one Stone grabbed her, took her deep into the forest. Then he made love to her all day, made love to her all night, made love to her all the next day, made love to her all the next night. But Yellowbird wouldn't die. Why? Oh, come on, it says. Think about it. Everyone knows you can't kill two birds with one stone. Hmm. <laughs> you might have wanted to rid that one first. What? Like off the it's air. It's cute. Oh, okay. Oh, Wait. here's a comment about Rachel Maddow. I think the problem with the Rachel Maddow show is that she tries too hard to be like Heath Olbermann instead of being herself. This is also why I think George does such a great job filling in for you over the summer. He does his own thing instead of trying to be you. Thank you, Peter and Victoria Park. Absolutely correct. As if. As if what? I could uh, try to be you. Talk about pointless and futile. Here's one where the print is so small. Now, how do I make the print bigger? I click on it twice. Okay. It didn't work. We'll potch you before the show. I forgot to... There are vase. It says, I've been listening for 16 years. was introduced to your show by none other than Fat Rich. We had a mutual client in South Florida... And we had to share a conference room. The first day I met him, he asked me if I listened to the Neil Rogers show and that he was fat rich. You referred to him from time to time. I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. I was new to Miami. But he had a portable radio in the conference room, and we would listen to your show. He always left around lunchtime and wouldn't come back so I could get some work done the rest of the day. Seemed like a nice guy, and the client liked him. Plus, he introduced me to Arbetter's Hot Dogs on Kendall Drive. Barry, Liz's husband. I don't know who Liz is, but nevertheless. Thanks, Barry. Hey, do this. Won't what? take too long. Uh, click on view up on top there. Yeah. Text size. View what? 
text size. Yeah. Larger. Oh. And then all the... Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, good thinking. Emails. Excellent. Good job by George. Wow, it is so the miracle of multiple choice. The Pope and the Rabbi. Now people are all sending in jokes. That's okay. And this one is also long. Several centuries ago, the Pope decreed that all the Jews had to convert to Catholicism or leave Italy. There was a huge outcry from the Jewish community, so the Pope offered a deal. He'd have a religious debate with leader of the Jewish community. If the Jews won, they could stay in Italy. If the Pope won, they'd have to convert or leave. The Jewish people met and picked an aged and wise rabbi to represent them in the debate. However, as the rabbi spoke no Italian and the Pope spoke no Yiddish, they agreed that it would be a silent debate. On the, day, on the chosen day, the Pope and rabbi sat opposite each other. The Pope raised his hand and showed three fingers. The rabbi looked back and raised one finger. Next, the Pope waved his finger around his head. The rabbi pointed to the ground where he sat. The Pope brought out a communion wafer and a chalice of wine. The rabbi pulled out an apple. With that, the Pope stood up and declared himself beaten and said the rabbi was too clever, the Jews could stay in Italy. Later, the cardinals met with the Pope and asked him what happened. <clears throat> the Pope said, first I held up three fingers to represent the Trinity. He responded by holding up a single finger to remind me there still is only one God common to both our beliefs. Then I waved my finger around my head to show him that God was all around us. The rabbi responded by pointing to the ground to show that God was also right here with us. I pulled out the wine and wafer to show that God absolves us of all our sins, and he, the rabbi pulled out an apple to remind me of original sin. He bested me at every move, and I couldn't continue. Meanwhile, the Jewish community gathered to ask the rabbi how he'd won. I haven't got a clue, said the rabbi. First he told me we had three days to get out of Italy, so I gave him the finger. Then he tells me the whole country will be clear to Jews. I told him we were staying right here. And then what, asked the woman. Who knows, said the rabbi. He took out his lunch, so I took out mine. <laughs> That's cute. That was very good. That was very excellent, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how the apple was. Maybe the apple had a, uh, maybe what, it was kosher. A worm? No, not a worm. It had a circle U on the bottom. Yeah, we'll circle you, too. Here's one that says, I've been a fan of Rachel Maddow's show since she had a show on Air America. I find her to be insightful, funny, and biting, always putting the Republicans in their place, the bottom of the dung heap. I must say that I have yet to watch on MSNBC. I can't tell you how she's doing on the show. Some people just don't transfer well from radio to TV. You may very well be right. Yes, I am. As for uh, St. Sarah of Wasilla, I think her 15 minutes might just be up. The Democrats are playing it perfectly, waiting for her to hang herself. Keep up the great work. Much love, Holly. And Johnny Depp still rocks. He's rocking. The biggest name. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. America loves to watch boobs and butts and boinking. Republican Vice Presidential Candidate Sarah Palin talked about her faith. She saw Palin speak in tongues. Republican McCain's Alaskan queen. We're going to lay more pipelines. Women want to see what she stands for. Men want to see her on all fours. She's a Bible thump for dream come true. Because sex sells with the right wing, too. Sarah Hot and nasty. Republican woman. A caribou barbie. Sarah Palin, the serenader, complete with gun holster and designer specs. Oh, that's it? That's where it ends. Wow. Abrupt, wouldn't you say? Indeed. Lots of jokes coming in now. Some of them, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're good or not because I don't have time to read them. It's better if I read them cold. I guess we'll, uh, yeah, this is like an on-air audition for the jokes. Can you add to the poll snowbirds? We sure can. Oh, yeah. How's that poll coming? Chris says we got to get 400 votes. On the second poll of the day. Isn't that what you said? 
Yeah, I'm not coming in Friday. 370 we got now. Oh, we can do 400 easy. Which of these disturbs you most about South Florida? People who can't or won't speak English. No pick of the English. 128. The hate, 82. The drivers, 53. Crappy schools, 35. I don't live there, 33. Crime, 25. Old people, 10. And New Yorkers, which just went up there, has got four already. New Yorkers. Now, let's see if this one's cute or not. A man is dining in a fancy restaurant. There's a gorgeous redhead sitting at the next table. He's been checking her out since he sat down, but lacks the nerve to talk to her. Suddenly, she sneezes, and her glass eye comes flying out of its socket toward the man. He reflectively gra- reaches out, grabs it out of the air, and hands it back. Oh, I'm so sorry, the woman said as she pops her eye back in place. Let me buy your dinner to make it up to you, she says. They enjoy a wonderful dinner together. Afterward, they go to the theater, followed by drinks. They talk. They laugh. She shares her deepest dreams. He shares his. She listens. After paying for everything, she asked him if he'd like to come to her place for a nightcap and stay for breakfast. They had a wonderful, wonderful time. Next morning, she cooks a gourmet meal with all the trimmings. The guy is amazed. Everything had been so incredible. You know, he said, you are the perfect woman. Are you this nice to every guy you meet? No, she replies. She says, you just happen to catch my eye. Hmm. <laughs> Not that we didn't see that one coming. Yeah. With one eye. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... it's... Yeah, exactly. Paul from Tampa sends this one. He said it should be FCC approved. When to start cussing? A six-year-old and a four-year-old are upstairs in their bedroom. You know what, says the six-year-old? I think it's about time we started cussing. The four-year-old nods his head in approval. The six-year-old continues, when we go downstairs for breakfast, I'm going to say something with hell, and you say something with ass. The four-year-old agrees with enthusiasm. When the mother walks into the kitchen and asks the six-year-old what he wants for breakfast, he replies, Ah, hell, Mom, I guess I'll have some Cheerios. Whack! He flies out of his chair, tumbles across the kitchen floor, gets up, runs upstairs, crying his eyes out, with his mother in hot pursuit, slapping his rear with every step. His mom locks him in his room and shouts, You can stay there until I let you out. She then comes back downstairs, looks at the four-year-old, and asks with a stern voice, And what do you want for breakfast, young man? I don't know, he blubbers, but you can bet your ass it won't be Cheerios. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, I heard that you, before. You didn't like it? In elementary school, I liked it a lot, yeah. In elementary school? Sure. I kicked the slots out of my like cradle it? when I heard that one. Uh, what do you think, Chris? No good? It was okay. Made it was me cute. smile. It was cute. Not, not, not to fall down hysterical hilarious. Like that one. Yeah, I want to hear that one again. Mary sends this. She said, I've been listening to you for over 20 years. I enjoy your show, including George. I'm a 62-year-old woman. I've learned a lot from you over the years. I think Obama's great. We'll be voting for him. I'm a Florida cracker, but not typical. I'm not a Christian. Hate Bush. I believe in women's rights. Mr. D-Bag and Hockey Mom are idiots. I guess I'll be working till I'm 80 because I can't live on Social Security. Hope to be still listening to you. Love, Mary. Thanks, Mary. That was Richard, who's uh, as chronic as they come, but he's a good guy. He says, here's what I hate about South Florida. Scrotum-drenching humidity, old drivers, redneck Confederates, New York transients, traffic, hurricanes, lousy food and grocery stores, no decent public transportation, the 2000 election disaster, pee-poor schools, golf courses, ashtray beaches, FP&L, Paul and Young Ron, salsa music, morbidly obese people in shorts and tank tops. Other than that, I love it here and never want to leave. 
However, I might need your assistance in locating a home in Canada if Sarah Palin becomes VP. P.S. Tell Lisa they did find a dead hooker in John McCain's bed. It's John McCain. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> 385 on the poll. You need 15 more votes in 39 minutes to get to 400. On the second poll. I mean, we got over 1,000 on the first one. That's pretty damn good, you know what? Mm -hmm. I mean, I realize that the show is going to come to an end now that we're not taking those great calls. I'm your friend. I'm your friend. I'm George's friend. If murder were legal. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got kind of no, 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 too quick. Oh. Boy. A woodpecker like one inch per minute, though. One inch per minute? Yeah. Like slow feed into a wood chipper. Robertico from Bent Tree writes, Robertico, little Robert. Isn't that what that means? Indeed. John McCain is extremely out of touch with reality. Yesterday he said that the U.S. economy infrastructure is having a bit of a rough time, but it's still increasing. What? The Dow is going down the tube. Tube! There goes people's 401ks and pension funds. The housing market is becoming less and less affordable for the middle class. Middle class jobs such as teachers are becoming less and less secure in a shaking country. The dollar is losing value, which is the real reason why the price of a barrel of oil has dipped below 100 bucks. And this country's economy and opportunity for everyday, for everyday average Julios and Joes are going the way of the dodo. We got lots of doo-doo, but we're going the way of the dodo. At least we have you, Neil, says Robertico from Bent Tree. Where's Bent Tree? Uh, up yonder. Is it in Florida? I don't know. I bet you it's north of us. <laughs> and south yeah. of you. Good guess. On your poll, you left off Vienna, Austria. That's the poll from yesterday about where would you like to go that you've never visited? Yeah. He says, this is from Earl. Switching to emails only was a stroke of genius. Uh-huh. I listen as often as I can when I'm not working, usually Monday, Tuesday, some Wednesdays. I'm an African-American, 52 years old. I've been listening occasionally since the WIOD days and regularly since he moved to QAM. I also listen to and like George, even though his shows are better when he doesn't overly prepare and shoots from the hip or wings it, like when he, uh, when he has Lucy and or Suds. That's, uh, that's funny. I never uh, overly or underly prepare. All you guys keep up the great work in spite of Joyce, you bitch, you slut, you whore, Fitch. Tell her that we black people are not offended, but actually love. Kiss and end good morning. It's my favorite bit. Thanks, Desirl. P.S. I picked Vienna because I'm a trained classical musician, and Vienna is the classical music center of history. Brahms, Mozart, Beethoven, etc. Thanks, Desirl. By the way. Yes? There's a bent tree in Connecticut, Texas, 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 North Carolina, Oklahoma, Idaho, Texas, and North Carolina. Well, what do you mean? There's three or four places in Texas with the same name? Yes. Well, what kind of crap is that? I don't know. I mean, I, I realize there's a lot of, like, Rochester's in New York and Minnesota. And, right, but uh, there are, like, that. developments uh, named Bent Tree and, uh, you know, neighborhoods and areas and things like that. Well, the Dow is down 285 points. It's not good, but it's not as bad as it was. You know what I mean by that? Always look on the bright side of losing your ass. 398 on the survey. People who can't or won't speak English, man, that's that just, it always is on top of the list, you know? Mm hmm Speak it English, okay? Speak it English. When in Rome, do the Romans, but... Speak it English.
the best talent. It's the Mad Dog. Jim Mandich. Jim Mandich. Afternoons, 4 to 7. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Coming up next on Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? All right, class, were you ready to meet our new students? Was just your average hockey mom and signed up for the PTA? Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Of course. I've learned quickly these last few days. What's the most common first name among U.S. presidents? Wow. John McCain. I am so sorry. The planet Mars has how many moons? Uh, I'm a hockey mom from Alaska. Sorry. Not smarter than a fifth grader. She's a hockey mom from Alaska. North to Alaska. It's just the whole thing is just so sad. It's enough to make you go outside and sit by the curb. You know, sit on the curb and just put your head in your hands and cry like a baby. Like Fredo. Again. Again. Yeah. I saw, yeah. Again. Well, maybe Fredo if he wouldn't have been um, butter, butterfingers with that gun. Johnny Horton, he's still dead. I love your records. I love this song. Uh, I've always hated that my whole life country music. A couple of songs. I bet you. Uh, I know I'm asking you to play the other one if you'll shut that stupid crap off. Uh, a white sport coat and a pink carnation by Marty Robbins. I just love that song. I mean, those are songs that crossed over into the pop charts, not just country. North to Alaska. Oh. I don't know why I like this song so much. Marty Robbins, he's still dead too. I think so. Oh, come on. Are you going to tell me you like country music? I like Johnny Cash a lot. I like the occasional country song or artist. It's just good. It's just that it often isn't. <laughs> it's depressing. Do I have that Larry Lujak thing? What's that under? A squirrel country song. Here's a line from a song. It took a hell of a man to take my hand, but it sure didn't take him long. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. She ain't much to see, but she looks good through the bottom of a glass. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard that one. That's a good one. I wouldn't take you to a dog fight, even if I thought you could win. <laughs> Don't cry down my back, baby. You might rust my spurs. <laughs> If fingerprints showed up on skin, I wonder whose I'd find on you. <laughs> Here's a good one. If you get the feeling that I don't love you, feel again. <laughs> Here's one. Obviously, it's some guy singing this song, and he's in some uh, cheap floozy's bedroom at the time. I'm ashamed to be here, but... Not ashamed enough to leave. <laughs> that kind of sums up our situation here at WLS, too. <clears throat> ashamed to be here, but not ashamed enough to leave. We'll just take the money. Thank you. I've been flushed from the bathroom of your heart. <laughs> You really wonder about guys who write lyrics like this, you know, how much drinking they've been doing. 
It's the bottle against the Bible and the battle for daddy's soul. <laughs> Here's one I really like. It's commode hugging time in the valley. <laughs> If you want to keep the beer real cold, put it next to my ex-wife's heart. <laughs> my wife ran off with my best friend, and I miss him. <laughs> 133 at QM. That Larry Lujak, he was something, but then again, they turned out to be a nasty old curmudgeon. Did he? Liking the new email format says, Jesse, this, this is just sad, this, this email. Liking the new email format more and more. Still waiting for those phone lines to reopen for business. Any time frame on when the lines will open? Is that sad or what? Yeah, well. We'll continue to hear your show regardless. The best radio show in the morning. Take care and God bless. Well, like Jim Rome would say, I'm out. Well, anybody who's quoting Jim Rome, that speaks for itself. Oh, guess where that place is. Uh, Zisco, of all people, told me where that was. Ken? What? Bent Tree? Bent Tree. It's in a very exotic place. Kendall. Oh. Yeah. Tony from West Kendall says, I've been listening to you since your days with Steve Kane. And what was the other gay guy? Oh, Alice Rantel. Anyway, you and George are truly the dynamic duo. And Chris could well be the butler like Alfred and Batman. Well, I don't think we heard from Batman today, did we? Did no. I have any sarcastic from 666, a.k.a. Batman, a.k.a. No. Crazy Bastard? Chris could no. be the big butt. What? Because he has a big butt. I know you were against calling that a picture of Flea. If that's Flea. Yeah. That's Flea? Told you. Yeah. God. He's too ugly to work on this show, and that, that says a lot. <laughs> Told you he was funny looking. I know you're against the calls, but it's entertainment. Prozac Ron is just repet too repetitive, and I have nothing to contribute. Oh, no kidding. It's entertainment. Not my idea of entertainment, Tony. Sorry. George, I enjoy your shows very much. Keep up the good work. Although we disagree on the presidential elections, that's okay. Well, that's why we enjoy freedom. That's the envy of the uh, free world. Uh, oh, yeah. Both of you yeah. keep up the good work. You're both great entertainers. P.S. How did the quarter Schlotz guy get his name? I do miss his and your exchanges. They made me laugh. Oh. 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 He bent over one day and somebody put a quarter in his slot. And the rest was hissed. Yeah, every time he stood up, uh, the coins kept falling out like Meg Green. The National Organization for Women said yesterday it had been pushed by the Republicans pick of Sarah Palin as vice presidential nominee to back Barack Obama for White House. Now is going to be endorsing the Obama-Biden ticket, now had Kim Gandy told National Public Radio. The 500,000 strong women's movement, which very, very rarely endorses in a general election, broke with its tradition of neutrality after the addition of Sarah Palin gave us a new sense of urgency, Gandy said. She's being portrayed as a supporter of women's rights, as a feminist, when in fact her positions on so many of the issues are really anathema to ours. She's a hateful right-wing sow, is what they're trying to say. And so we're going to uh, endorse the other guys. 416 votes on our second poll. Chris is pretty proud of that. He might even show up Friday just to, to make a statement. How what? Robert from Vancouver, Washington, sends a poll idea. I think I might use this one this week. You like this? My biggest turnoff on a woman is big nose, hairy legs, mustache, muscular build, tattoos, body piercing, body odor, too tall, small breasts, huge breasts, fake breasts, manly hands, like uh, Rachel Maddow, 
missing a limb, shaved head, a penis. I'm desperate. I'll take what I can get. Sure. You like that? It's a good I think we did uh, something too. like that before, but uh, great. Yeah, Timely. similar, but not a match. And the board goes back. Pete and Kendall says, greetings from Kendall. Used to work at WNWS back in 82 in sales with Mike Moonshine, Ellie Gray, and the beautiful Lynn Cameron and others. Regarding the election, I think the Democrats have done it again as they prepare to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. This was an almost impossible election to lose, but I fear they will. Barack Obama, I think, is unelectable, even though he's a brilliant man. As a vice presidential candidate, he would have been fine, and then would have had eight years to transition into the presidency, possibly. But America's racist underbelly will rear its ugly head, and the unthinkable elect another Republican after eight years of the worst presidency in modern history will happen. One possible solution would be for the Democrats to fight as hard and aggressively as the Republicans have and literally swept both, both McCain and Palin, but they just don't have the guts to do it. Republicans are warriors, and there's only one way to fight back is harder, harder. What about, uh, what's-her-name's black baby? Bristol. Yeah, there's a lot of crap coming. Like I said yesterday, sling the mud, okay? If you're going to get into a, a mudslinging fight, you can't win unless you sling back. That's a sad commentary, but that's just the reality of the way it is. The idea is to win, not just to be, uh, you know, above, above it all, above the fray. Pete says, if the ticket were reversed with Joe Biden, number one, and Obama, number two, I think it would fly, and I think Hillary would have had a strong shot against Gramps McCain. But this ticket is destined to lose. America just can't, can't handle it, sadly. As for me, this will be the last election I ever vote in, if it goes as predicted. I've had enough. I'd move to another country where we're feasible, but for most of it, this is not. The only solution is to tune it all out and do no harm, says Pete and Kendall. Well, sorry, Pete. Sorry you feel so bummed out. I'm going to vote a hundred times absentee. I'm going to get like a zillion ballots and just sit around on a weekend and fill them all out. And maybe, and you know something, maybe one or two might get counted. His name. The best talent. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Yeah. Sports leader. Oh, my God. This goes on and on and on. Longest fade out in yeah. history. It is, but I just chopped it off. Wow. 146 at 560 WQ, and we got the big O Rock coming up at 2. I, I'm, I'm wondering what our sports guys are talking about. Other than Joe, of course, in the morning, saying the Marlins still have a shot at the wild card. He just hasn't been the same since Fad Zach started producing that show, you know? Just isn't the same. Here's one that's kind of cute from Joe. Boudreaux and Thibodeau are sitting at their favorite bar drinking beer. Boudreaux turns to Thibodeau and says, You know, I'm tired of going through life without an education. Tomorrow I think I'll go to the community college, sign up for some classes. Thibodeau thinks it's a good idea, and the two leave. The next day, Boudreaux goes down to the college, meets the dean of admissions, who signs him up for four basic classes, math, English, history, and logic. Logic, Boudreaux says, what's that? The dean says, I'll show you. Do you own a weed weeder? Weed eater? What did I just what? say? Weed weeder. Weed weed eater. The dean says, I'll show you. Do you own a weed eater? He says, yeah. Then logically speaking, because you own a weed eater, I think you'd have a yard. That's true, I do have a yard. I'm not done, the dean says. Because you have a yard, I think logically you'd have a house. Yes, I do have a house. And because you have a house, I think you might logically have a family. I do have a family. I'm not done yet. Because you have a family, then you logically must have a wife. Yes, I do have a wife. And because you have a wife, then logic tells me you must be a heterosexual. I am a heterosexual. That's amazing. You were able to find all of that out because I have a weed eater. Excited to take the class now, Boudreaux shakes the dean's hand and leaves to go meet Thibodeau at the bar. He tells Thibodeau about his classes, how he signed up for math, English, history, and logic. Logic, Thibodeau says, what's that? Boudreaux says, I'll show you. Do you have an eat a weed eater? No. Then you're a queer. <laughs> Pretty good, huh? 
It took a long time getting there. But... <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> I saw that one coming, too, but still. But it's still cute. It was nice when it got here. Jim says, are there any... This is Jim in Getzville, New York. I have no idea where wow. that is. Getzville. G-E-T-Z. Are there any radio or TV personalities from the western New York area you may remember from the 70s? If so, what's your opinion of these individuals? There was always Joey. Was that in the 70s? I don't know. In the 60s. He started in the 60s, I thought. Joey Reynolds. Yeah. I am that hemorrhoid. There he is. Not to be confused with... I I have my nose up Neil's ass. Yeah. Joey, he sucked. And uh, who else? Stan Roberts was on WKBW. I don't know. From the 70s. I'm trying to think if I was in upstate New York in the uh, 70s. Not really. No. No. There was always a Nick Nixon and Joe Dean on WBBF in Rochester. And Bob Turner in sports, where I got my free hockey tickets. Is that last break really only three minutes? Yes. Well, what kind of crap is that? To mess with you, I guess. What? To mess with you, I guess. No, we could give the big O an extra minute. I don't think I want to. I don't want to. Here's one from Sean, who says, Love the show. Been a listener from uh, when you started at QM. I'm one of your few Jamaican listeners. I love the new email format. So do I, Sean. Wrong with the uh, WQM signal. Uh, wrong with the QM signal. I work in Boken between the frying and Spanish station bleed over. Makes it very hard. At least you should go by one of the... I should go by one of those HD digital radios. Love the show, Sean. Whatever, whatever you're saying, Sean. Go buy one. Our signal is just, I keep getting more and more complaints and people gnashing of teeth and screaming and throwing crap through the radio. Just not too happy. Here's one from uh, somebody that says, the joke I received today, which I wish weren't a joke. Also, it says, didn't you like the Sweet Home Ohio Leah song I sang yesterday? I never heard you play it. I don't think I ever got it. Well, no, you didn't get it, first of all. Uh, it's not unfunny. It's fine. I uh, sent it along to some Spanish-speaking people that I know because it's in Spanish, 90% of it. Oh. And uh, it does need some bleeping, and it's four minutes long. Wow. Maybe Other than that, it was play it. Yeah, huh? Maybe George will play it someday, but sure. I doubt it. I'll fear. Here's the joke. A driver is stuck in a traffic jam on I-95 south, just outside of Washington, D.C. Nothing is moving north or south. Suddenly, a man knocks on his window. The driver rolls down his window and asks, What happened? What's the holdup? Terrorists have kidnapped President Bush, Vice President Cheney, Bill O'Reilly, Rush Limbaugh, and Ann Coulter. They're demanding a $100 million ransom. Otherwise, they're going to douse them with gasoline and set them on fire. We're going far from car to car, taking up a collection. The driver asks, On average, how much is everyone giving? He says, About a gallon. Cute. Yeah. Cutesy. Mm-hmm. Not fall down on the floor and laugh no, your ass off. Uh, now it's funnier. Here's one from TJ who says, how are you? I'm fine. First of all, I want to tell you I love your show and you're driving into the truth about these certified gangsters we have in office, along with a new threat of McSame, Palin, Horbag, White House. Neil, but the thing that really upsets me while living in South Florida all my 24 years on this earth and knowing a whole lot of Hispanic people is I didn't know how many of them are racist and not voting for Obama. I'm a young black college student who sees that the economy has gone down the tubes. Tube! And the American, America is falling apart by the wayside. With Hispanics also being a minority, why is this so? Do they actually think that McSane gives a rat's ass about them? Are they that foolish? Help me out, please. Can't help you out. Move to a place where there are some rational people. That's my answer. It's not the Hispanics. It's the Cubans because of the communista thing. That's what uh, he needs to understand. Yeah. Other Hispanics well, are uh, mostly vote left. 
Yeah, the Hispanic vote. I mean, um, nationally, Obama's way, way the hell among Hispanics nationwide. Right. Not in Dade County, though. But then again, Correct. it's a different story. A horse of a different color. That is right. Uh, teeth of a different color, green. Mm -hmm. David says, I've been listening to you since uh, 1985. You made my off-the-wall political views legit. I've enjoyed your show all these years. And George in the summer months. How do you like that? Wow. Now, here's one I think we can do from a longtime listener. Rob in Providence, Rhode Island. Three nuns die in a car wreck are standing by at the pearly gates with St. Peter. St. Peter says, well, sisters, I don't see we have any problems here, but I do need to ask you a few questions, then you can go right through. The nuns say, oh, yes, St. Peter, thank you so much. So St. Peter says to the first nun, sister, have you ever had contact with a penis? She is shaken and says, oh, yes, St. Peter, one time my right hand brushed against a penis. It was an accident. St. Peter says, no problem, sister. Please just go over and dip your right hand in that bucket of holy water and then go right through. She says, oh, thank you so much, and heads on through. Immediately, the third nun comes up to St. Peter and says, do you mind if I rinse my mouth before uh, she dips her ass in that bucket? Cute. I heard it before, still. Oh, you did? It is oh, cute, yeah. though. You're the best. I wish the powers that be would let you do the Neil Rogers show. No, they won't, but thanks anyway. We're doing the best we can under impossible, difficult circumstances with our hands tied behind our back and with a hood placed over our head. Zisco says, Bentry is a housing community in the Kendall area between Miller and Kendall on Southwest 137th Ave. Check out my other emails. I think they were spammed or you just didn't read them. Well, I got the two yesterday, which I did read, but if you sent any more, then they were spammed. They were um, in the can. Contaminated. 443 votes on the poll. Which of these disturbs you the most about South Florida? People who can't or won't speak English, 150. The hate, 91. The driver, 64. Crappy schools, 43. I don't live there, 38. Crime, 34. Old people, 13. New Yorkers, 8. And snowbirds, only 3. I guess we should have put frogs, but more specific. His name. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Yeah. The best talent. Wow. Let's go. Or Mornings, 5 to 7. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Sports leader. It's Dave in Miami Town at 560 WQAM. Once there was a senator who was caught indulging a habit. A boogeron, not much different like a typical neocon faggot. Gay, 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 I never have been gay. Gay. Hands off to Larry. 
make you fairy. He wants to stay, but his own party wants him to go away. Absolutely. The religious right wants him to say, Larry Craig will spread his legs for you. Rectum. He wants a man to screw. That's what I got me some cleats. <laughs> I can say cleats.